Hey, it's Sky Brothers here. View from the cheap seats this week. We have an unbelievable guest. Uh, he played for in the NFL, had over ten thousand six hundred yards rushing, and now he's got a great acting career. He's Thomas Q. Jones. Man, did you have fun on the show? Man, I had a blast on this show. Thank we you so much deep. for inviting me. Yeah, we got super deep, man. It was early in the morning out here in the West Coast. Man, Listen, y'all, got man, my, y'all got my brain working early, man. Talk so. Issues. I'm yeah. talking issues. I'm saying, look, we got so deep, we put her butt to sleep. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Okay, is this gonna stop? Shish, 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 katif. Hey, friendly friendies, hot tub travelers, and all sorts of wind boys, and jack jacks, and double dims, and dim sum hot, <laughs> hot steppers. Welcome to Twisting the Wind. It's a podcast of the same name I just said, sometimes known as Hands on the Branch, sometimes known as, uh, uh sometimes just known as, um, what do I call it? Uh, executive Buffet. Yeah, it's an exec, it is an executive buffet. If you look at it that way, it's an executive buffet. And then we look at it. My name is Johnny Pemberton. I am trying to get this here so it's a good spound. A good, that's not working, is it? Just, can you give me a call and just tell me? Can you hear me? Is my phone working? 
Okay, I, I called you. I'm just trying to see if this is because AT and T, AT and T said that it was working fine, but I don't believe them for a second. And now that's there. We go. We're good. We're good. If you haven't listened before, wow, great. Thanks for being here. Thanks for joining me. I have a real special one today. Oh, it's special. You know, I had slacked off. I was out. Of, I was out of country last week. In the great, the great old North, also known as Canada, back in Voyageur Town, off the St. Lawrence River, pretty great. Been to Montreal. It's a sweet ass little, little, little place there. Wow. Talk about bagels. If you want to talk about bagels, we can talk about bagels because they have some up there. They make them up with using uh, wood fire. Yeah, um, they make them wood fire. They use their hands. It's just a real, it's a real, it's a real Gandalf experience up there. We're talking about bagels. I'm not kidding. It's a Gandalf experience. I was going to say GD or like goddamn, but I mean, isn't Gandalf better than saying any of those things? Gandalf the Grey, wizard of yesteryear? Or maybe it was the future. We don't know when Middle Earth really actually happened, according to Tolkien. I got stuff I want to talk about. What was I going to talk? I had so much stuff I want to talk about. Was it celery? No. Was it back pain? Probably. Got back pain. Back, you know, Mark Twain said that that uh, flies and other pestilence of that nature were proof of the non-existence of God. And I, I think I'm with him on that, but I think even more so is chronic male back pain. I don't know why I say male. I just feel like I know a lot of males who are afflicted with chronic back pain. It's sort of like back pain where it's like, you don't really have an excuse. You're just sort of like in a bad mood, you know? What the hell? I go running. I've got the good shoes. I got the good shoes, okay? The next thing, the, the next day, what am I doing? Sitting around covered in salon pass. I'm covered in salon pass. You know what that is? Salon pass. It's those stickers. It's the pain go away stickers. I'm just covered. I smell like a winter, winter green ghost fumbling around making tea six times a day. Oh yeah, tea's gonna brighten me up. Keep making tea. Injured boy. Old man injuries. Jeez, jeez, donkey, donkey jack. Oh, don't mind that. It's just a robotic space scream. That's the robotic space scream right there. Oh, (laughs) doesn't it sound like that? It sounds like some sort of a, like, oh, that guy's a cyborg? Oh, shit, we thought he was human. Yeah, I guess he's a cyborg. Well, he's being blasted out into space now getting blasted out into the suck zone of nothing. Nature abhors a vacuum. Then why did nature create space? Tell me that. Okay. God put these dinosaur bones here for you to find them and question him and then come back to him and he's going to kill that fatty calf. He got it real fat for y'all because you found those dinosaur bones. Okay. That was a digression. I want to say a couple things here. I want to give some shout-outs. I've never really done any real shout-outs, but I, I I failed to. I should do this all the fucking time, but I don't. A couple shout-outs here. A shout-out to Dust Masks. A shout-out to Jonathan Paxton. Hope those bowels hold up, bro. <laughs> These are real, by the way. A uh, shout-out to Jan Kosminski. Thanks for showing up and being weird. And a shout-out to Jason Stock for sending me something amazing, for sending me a 
vinyl copy of the great Boards of Canada album, Jogadi, or however else you want to say it. This is long overdue. All these are long overdue. Just wanted to say, just, yes, 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 big ups, Godspeed to you. And for those shout outs, I want to play a sound here. This is a sound. This is like a sound of maximum appreciation. That's all it is, because, you know, shout outs, just, just words. But I think of this sound is a good sound to say, hey, Thanks for being you and doing the things that you do. Mr. Rogers is in my house, and he mounted me and uh, lives inside my heart. So this is the sound that it makes when Mr. Rogers like taps on my left ventricle. Okay? Here you go. That fart sound, wasn't it? Here it comes. Ready? Go. Now, if you want to... Get in touch with Twisting the Wind. Email twistingthewind at gmail.com. Gmail.com. Should sound better, right? 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 Twisting the Wind at gmail.com. That's twistingthewind.gmail.com. Also, 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 he says, also, also, he said, what else did he say? What else did he say about it? Did he come down here and take all the hay away? No, he said to say, he said to say, thank you for rating and reviewing the podcast on iTunes. It helps out immensely. It really does. It helps out immensely. This podcast currently is highly rated. Thanks to all you sweet, sweet babies. Okay. Write a review Click the star number that you associate it with and just do it. Thank you so much for that. People have written some great stuff on here. It's like touching down in a Delta forest in the middle of a boring dream, right? That's what we're all about here. So just step into that and please help out when you can. And also, if you wish to donate, it's much appreciated. We've got some donations recently. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, damn, damn, damn devil. A damn devil uh, backwards up inside. And thank thank you you again for those donations. So thank you so much. This episode is really special, guys. Guys. What the fuck says guys? I say guys. We all say guys. What, What is that? Someone call me up and tell me why we say guys. Ugh. Ugh. I hate my language. Guys, hey guys, look, uh, we'd appreciate it if you didn't do any more of that flushing of the stuff down the toilet, guys. It's not cool. Um, people who say guys also say stuff is not cool. They also say stuff is old school. Uh, watch yourself. Watch what you say. I mean, don't be, don't be like a, don't be like a personal cop, but you know what? Words matter. They really do matter, but most people don't give a shit about what they say. They don't realize like what they're saying. I don't, I don't. I'm saying this. I sound incredibly didactic right now. Even using that word didactic is being didactic. How ironic is that, huh? It is, though. But really, think about your words. Because words are so great. They're so musical, so powerful, that when we use trash words, it's just like we're filling the air with trash sounds. So many shitty sounds out there. But you know what? There's twice as many great ones. So find those good sounds, put them in your mouth, form them, and shoot them out like rockets of magma. 
Magma is a great word. See, I'm just going to keep going on here. I'm going to come back to you here with a bunch of really good words. I have them written down in a notebook somewhere. I'm going to find that, and maybe I'll share them with you. It's kind of a special thing to me, like something I don't know if I want to share, but I'm going to at some point, probably over some music, probably over... You know, what, what would Frank Zappa do, right? Ask yourself that. What would Frank Zappa do? He would share the words, wouldn't he? He would probably share them. He'd probably parse them out into song form, but he'd share them. So I'm going to share them with you. And I'm also going to thank you one more time for listening. Thank you one more time for emailing. Thank you one more time for donating. Thank you one more time for rating and reviewing. And thank you again just for being here and listening and finding it. And it's just really have a, a, some interesting tales ahead. Let's hit the phones, huh? Hey, you want to hit the phones? Let's hit the phones. Oh, this is scary. 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 This is Oh, hi, is this, the, is this real, is this a voicemail? It's just the real thing right here. This is the real thing. Okay, I just heard so many of these things, it's hard to tell sometimes. You know, you get talking to somebody, and it's like, they got these computers, they just sound so much uh-huh. like a person that you don't, you have to ask them. I mean, even now, yeah. we're, we're talking right now, but the way you're, <laughs> the wall, see, you did a laugh there. You know, did you know that a computer cannot laugh? Are you serious? Yeah, I, I saw. Did not know that. I saw something on uh, PBS about how um, they've been trying for about twenty-five years now to find a computer that can laugh, and they can't get one to do it because they don't know about jokes. Huh? huh. Isn't that funny? Weird. You know that, that like a, you know that everything can be a computer. Did you hear about that? Yeah. Yeah. I saw that on a, a State of the Union or some kind of address. So Dahlia's catering, right? Do what? Y'all does catering? Uh-huh. So how's that work, really? Um, I can actually get you to talk to a manager because they're oh, the ones that do catering order- orders. You're not a manager? No. Oh, okay, you're just working up there at the front or whatever? Yep. Yep. Is y'all have like a whole separation for the catering? Is that like a whole other building or is it just all the same? No, it's all in one building. So you're there. You're the one that answers the phones when they call people call and stuff. Yeah, I'm a server. We all answer. The oh, phones. you're a server. Okay, how's that going for you? Uh-huh. Do what? How's it going for you there? Going good. Do you think it's? I mean, it must be a little slow right now. But yeah, I understand. it's slow right now. Yeah, but what's like the most exciting thing to happen recently for you there? Do what? What's the most exciting thing to happen recently? Oh, I don't know. You don't Mine's know. Just the same day to day. Oh, really? That's got to get kind of boring. You know, you ever heard that word, yeah. monotonous? Yep. You heard that word? Yep. Where'd you hear that word? Because I just recently heard it for the first time. All right, let me put you hold just for a second. Oh, hold on. Just a second, ma'am. Okay. Hello? All right, it's hold message time, but don't worry. We got someone who's going to come back and interrupt this message mid-sentence any second now. Oh, that's fine. Until then, let me tell you about some stuff that's pretty awesome. Tell me. Andalini's whole milk mozzarella. Oh. If you had a fresh hand-stretched mozzarella that it was just made minutes before you eat it, you really haven't had mozzarella. Wow. It's a completely different experience. I'm not having it. Completely different texture. The 
Thank you for holding us. How can I help you? Oh, oh, hi, Lisa. You know what just happened? I was just listening to that message on hold there, and it, it did exactly how his, he said it on there. Did you know about this? I did not. Do you know about what your hold message says? No, I don't. I've never it, heard it. Oh, my. Oh, you have to hear it. You have to call yourself and hear it. Put yourself on hold, because... You have a gentleman, I don't know who he is, he's talking about fresh mozzarella and just how it's made minutes before, but he said, he said, hold on, this is a whole message, but don't worry, it'll get interrupted by a person, and guess what just happened? <laughs> that's funny. Oh, that's so funny, because he just finished saying that there was a person going to come on and interrupt him saying, but I got to hear enough to get real tantalized. He said... He started describing all this stuff, but he was talking about this fresh mozzarella. Now, that's a type of cheese, uh-huh. right? Yeah. How is yes, that? It is. Oh, how is it fresh? I thought cheese, by its very nature, was not fresh because it's old milk. Well, right? we get we get curd. We get um, cow cow milk curd what's shipped a, to us. What's a curd? Turn that curd and curd is it's curdled milk. Cur- oh, curdle. That's not good. That means you don't want to drink it. Well, but that's how cheese is made. Cheese is curdled milk. I thought cheese was when they pack it into like a like a stone box, like in England or Italy, and they let it they let it uh they make sure it doesn't go bad, but they keep moving it around. Like they have like a like horses trod in it. Like they make wine, isn't it the same way they do wine? Well, all cheese all all cheese is made differently. Um, a okay. lot of cheddar is just aged. Um, oh, cheddar. But mozzarella is made from the curd. From the curd, okay. So they take the yeah. curd. How big is something like that? Um, it, it you can get all different sizes. So how? What's the biggest curd? Um, we we get it already cubed up. So mm. I don't really know what how it. I don't really know what size. Oh it comes. well, how come that called a cube then? If it's a curd, why don't they just call it a cube? Because it's milk curd. It's curdled milk. That's that's just what it's called. Oh, I get it now. So it don't matter what shape it is, as long as it's as long as it's curdly. Right. And so, y'all, how? what's the biggest one? See, I, I'm calling about doing a catering thing. I want to know, well, how big a, how big a curd can I get? Well, I'm, you can't buy the curd from us, but you can buy the mozzarella. That's what us. I mean. I want a mozzarella, the um, biggest, freshest well, one. Well, all, all of our mozzarella is formed into balls, and balls. the balls are five ounces. I love a good ball. <laughs> um, <laughs> Everybody does, really, you know, because baseball, sports, and everything. Even if you don't yeah, even sports, yeah. you got to like a ball. Because I tell you what, I, I bet that, well, how, eight, eight ounces, huh? Yeah, well, the no, the balls are five ounces. The balls are five ounces. How big is something that's, yeah. how big is a five ounce ball? I mean, I can speak from it's, experience. It's, a, it's about as big as a softball. A softball, that's five ounces? That seems like a heck of a lot more than five ounces. Five ounces, to it's, me, is something more like... Around the size of like um, like a like a pool ball, like a, a billiards ball. If you were to shrunk it down and make it soft. Well, there's a, there's a lot more weight in a billiards ball than there's than there is in a Mott's ball. Are you talk about the nature of mass. I mean, yeah, I guess. Right, because mass is what is mass? I forget. How do you define it again? No, I I honestly have no idea. I couldn't tell you. Because there's mass and there's weight, and that's different, right? Yeah. Did you did you want to place a catering order today? Well, Jim? I'm trying to. Yeah, I, I do. I just want to figure out what we want to get here because we're trying to do this wedding. Well, it's like a pre-wedding. It's more of like a wedding party. You know what I mean? How they're all doing sure. it now How many these days. How are you trying to feed? Well, that's the question. I want to have it where 
I want to have people to be overfed. It's something where I want to do kind of like a Roman-style thing where we have some trenchards where people can uh, expectorate the what they have eaten and then go back for more, like a real uh-huh. traditional Roman. Like a, like a buffet-style. A buffet, yeah, a buffet, but we also have like a vomitorium-type deal where people can uh, expel. Because that's the thing, that that's the, the richness. I saw this on PBS here. The richness of the Roman society was based upon excess, and and that's where a thing where they had such delicious foods, so many of them, that you couldn't possibly eat them all without letting it letting it out and then putting it more back in. Not because it's bad or anything, because it's so good. You want to have uh-huh. more, you know. I mean, basically, it's how dogs are, but not in the same sense. But so I, I mean, we have about thirty people, so that means I want to have food for ninety. Okay. And I think I was thinking okay. like you know the mozzarella balls would make a great thing for that. Yeah, we 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 do offer an appetizer of the mozzarella balls, um, but the appetizer itself only feeds about four, maybe five people. What if uh, we had we um? What if we sized it up? How big a mozzarella ball can we do? Can we do one that's like a well, walk-in? That, we, that we we can only do the one size. That's the only okay. way that that's the only way our recipe goes. But I heard I heard you and I heard on that message say you can make them as big. There's no limit. Well, I don't. I don't know about that. Uh, we we've only ever done the one size, and I've been here for three years. Okay, so was it possible? I don't know. I've never seen them do anything bigger. Well, I have a friend, a eucalyptic architect named Giorgio. He's a good buddy of mine. He does uh, all type of eucalyptic architectures and stuff. And uh, he could probably come in there and help. We could do like a subcontractor relationship. He could come in, and he could build like a, a lattice. You know what a lattice is? Uh huh. Yeah, it'd be like a lattice type structure, and you could create. Cause the idea here to make this truly Roman in theme, this is what they want. I mean, this isn't coming from me. God help me. This I'm just organizing. You know what I'm saying here? I'm just the one. Uh-huh. I'm just don't shoot the messenger. You know what I mean? <laughs> so this couple, they are they are very strange, and they've done all kinds of world traveling, and they had this idea set about Rome, Italy, Rome. How traditionally, when these times when they'd have you know these guys out there gladiating and whatnot, the emperor, who these these two fellows want to be like emperors, they they want to have like an edible type structure, like a thing that's uh like a lattice work, like you know you'd have like some vines on a lattice, yeah, like that, but edible. So it's something where it's just this real hoo ha, they can they can have friends just step up to it and. Like kind of like take like a buffet, yeah, like you said, like a buffet, but something that's more uh-huh. not flat and horizontal, but like vertical and like a like you can walk underneath it, and uh-huh. you give everybody those long forks and long knives, and have a server who would be extra if you unable. If like you got a lot of old people who can't get up there and cut it out themselves. But see, that's the thing is that sounds like it would be a great thing to do with fresh mozzarella. You could have it. Like I don't know if y'all can do that. Actually, the build it into the to the lattice work. Maybe we could have it where it's like hanging on a string. How does that work? How 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 strong is the mozzarella that's fresh? Well, it's not very it's not very pliable. Okay. I mean, it, once it's into ball form, you can't you can slice it, but you can't really work it at all. Okay. Could you run like a string through it? Um, yeah, you could. Um, I don't know how well that would hold up, or okay. I, and I honestly don't know how appetizing it would look. 
but I mean, in theory, yeah, you could you could stretch them up like you know like popcorn balls on a Christmas tree. Oh my God, that's it that's, exactly. Yeah, popcorn. That's what that's that's the idea right there. That's what we'd want to do is we want to do something where we have like a popcorn ball string of them, but instead of a Christmas tree. It would be the lattice you walk through and get married underneath, and it would be right mozzarella balls. Right. So what would you what what would that something like that cost? You think we could we could we could uh, apply the um, integrity structure to that? Sure. And you know, I actually um, for what you're talking about, I really would. I wanted to. I want to refer you to our owners. Okay. Um, we have an email set up. To where that for things like this for weddings this big right. and for you know special events like mm-hmm. this they like to set that all up themselves. I just don't uh, really do email our, well. That's all. Right. Well, that's a, that's really the only way we'd be able to do something like this. So you can't um, do any you, kind of catering only with email. No, I mean we can. It's okay. just something something to this extent. It, it the owners prefer it to go through them. Well, but what if I um, just order a whole a whole bump load of uh, mozzarella balls, the fresh ones? You could do that. I just don't know if that would be the most cost cost effective thing for you. Well, the I mean, owners could. I'm not trying. I'm not really trying to keep the money down here because it's not my it's not my money I'm spending. You know what I mean? Right, so right. They're, they're just that. like. To the moon and back. We'll we'll take yeah. whatever you got. Okay. I'm ready. It's Jim Dukes. That's D U E K S. Okay. And it's nine one eight seven six four. Right. Okay. All right. Well, right. he um he will be in. Li- yes. I said great, great, great. Okay, well, okay. <laughs> um, yeah, he'll be in later tonight, so I'm going to pass this along to him, and he'll give you a call first thing in the morning. Okay. okay. Come on, will you two stop arguing? Let's get started. Oh, my God. Here we go. We got it. And what the, What's going on there? What are you doing there? Taking a sip? Should we take a sip? Cheers. Cheers to Anthony. Woo. Oh, that's sour. really nice. It's a sour beer. Holy crap, that's good. You like good. sours? That's a really good beer. Yeah. We're with Anthony DeVries, I, I always say your name wrong, don't I? How no, do you, you say, said it perfectly. You Anthony DeVries. Okay. You said it exactly. Sometimes I say Devris. No, that's, or well, that's... Devries or Devries or Devrisk. Right. Devrisk. Yeah. <laughs> Devrisk. Um, We're drinking a sour in the rye from the brewery. Brought to you by the brewery. It's a different alternate spelling of the word that is also the word that it is, brewery. That's true. I didn't see the yeah. spelling, but I, I take your word for that one. Um, my friend Mark claims these kind of beers are hard not to chug. Yeah, it's a sour. Yeah, it's it's sour. like a Sour Patch yeah, kid. It's hard not to just chug it, isn't it? Yeah. I feel like people could get really drunk oh, and stomachy achy. We have Miller Lite ready, though. Yeah. After this is that, done. Uh, that's easy to chug as well. Yeah. How are you, Anthony? Oh, good. Uh, j- having a actually a good uh, week. A good week. Yeah, I haven't seen uh, any good stories. Yeah, you know. Well, I had. Uh, you have like you're the story master. Well, I got a lot of stories. I you guess have a lot of stories. Uh, yeah, I do have a lot of stories. Well, I I'll think tell I one story here. This is of so, your story, or you're telling my. I'm going to introduce you. Well, okay. It's a story with you. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so Anthony is from Minnesota. Not from Minnesota, but Anthony's like more from, you're more from Minnesota than I am. 
No, you're from Minnesota. I'm from Minnesota, but you're like more Minnesotan than I am. I'm not much of a Minnesotan. I'm kind of like a bad Minnesotan. I'm sort of like a like I grew up there. But you're like not, Bob Dylan, you like yeah. turn it away. Basically, I don't really have like you know my fa- yeah. I'm not, I'm not a shitty Minnesotan, but still from there. And we went out to some show at some punk place. This was over Christmas. Yeah, it was you great. Two, you got a couple buddies with you. One guy was wearing an entire Golden Gophers track suit <laughs> in the middle of the fucking winter. <laughs> and had and um that guy was interesting. Yeah. And then there's some other dude you had who was sort of like a some some Minnesota version of Eminem. Yeah, that's right. And both guys were wasted. I guess I you might you might say Trace guys were wasted. Uh, I was wasted too. I was. Yeah, and your friends were wasted. I yeah. feel like everybody's wasted. Everybody it was, was really wasted. great. That was a great night. Uh, the the best part of that night was the guy with the uh, Gophers. His name I call him Hoke Dog. Yeah. Uh, the Gophers tracksuit because uh, everybody was really punk rock and kind oh, of. Oh, it was. This is super punk. We were at a place that I think is an illegal venue by the light rail tracks and. Downtown Minneapolis, it used to be right. called, I think we called Medusa or something like that. Right. I, yeah, it was Medusa. It was and, deeply punk. And, it was like gutter punk. So I guess you could picture every, <laughs> <laughs> like bringing a uh, middle-aged, uh, uh, out of shape uh, gym teacher to who's really <laughs> into one thing, and that's the the Gophers, the Gophers. Uh, college, college football team, to the most underground punk right. spot yeah, that Minnesota has to offer, which... You know, he loved it. In his prime, in its prime, it could be uh, like, uh, well, I guess that might be in its prime. That that's in its prime. What? So you can't because I was saying in its prime, it might be something. But right, that guy though, uh, I will tell you. I don't know if I w- went through it, but he was probably the wildest, uh, most uh, interesting guy. He's a weirdo, right? Uh, he's well, he's uh, yeah, he's paranoid schizophrenic, right? And uh, I I learned that uh, one night I was doing an improv show, and uh, at after the show he he came up to me and he's like he went to the show like he, this is in Minnesota yeah we yeah. we used in Minnesota uh, back in like 2003 before I moved to Chicago I worked as a medical records file clerk <laughs> like Harvey Picar <laughs> like yes yeah. and that was my job uh-huh. and there like Harvey Picar there's a lot of interesting characters there right. uh, Carl the uh, paranoid schizophrenic uh, was one of them and we befriended each other like he had one his section I had my section and and I just thought he was like the greatest guy because like sometimes, like all like my manager would come over and be like, "Hey, did you see where uh, Carl went?" And I was like, <laughs> "No, I didn't see him." And then, uh, like an hour later, he'd come back with uh, like a, like two bags full of Best Buy bags. Just <laughs> he just went with, shopping. Oh, was just full with like memory cards and DVDs. No, no, he like he went like he had a full bag. No, it was all CDs and DVDs. And Carl. Uh, <laughs> loves dave matthews band <laughs> so he just bought like so many cds and my boss was like none of us knew he was paranoid schizophrenic at the right. time but he just bought all these cds but the crazy thing is he just left work so i was just like this guy's the greatest guy ever just left work in the middle of the day to go buy a lot of dmb not bb not telling anybody uh also another time the time he's he he almost got fired for this time uh he leaves work just just still punched in just decides to leave 
and all of my managers and we worked with a bunch of old ladies who are like really like oh yeah upset with him and uh, i was terrible worker like we had to kind of wear like kind of mediocre uh like khakis and ties and i was always like coming with wrinkled suits and stuff like that to work i look like a disheveled idiot too but i remember like driving out of work one day and and there was a Devani's Pizza, uh, right across the street. Devani's. It's a Minnesota pizza thing. <laughs> trash, man. That's how you want to get fat. Eat some Devani's. Oh, it's pink sauce. It's delicious. Oh, Devani's. So I remember driving uh, out of uh, my work, and uh, everyone was looking for Carl for like two and a half hours, and he was just in the window, and he like waved to me. <laughs> <laughs> He was just what, where was he? he? He was at the pizza place eating oh, pizza. Devani's. Okay. No, I'm sorry. Yeah, he was at the yeah, pizza place Devani's. eating pizza while we were all working, looking for him. He just left. What that night when I saw you guys, you had just come from going to some. You went to like the, some island in the river, right? Yeah, we Did uh, break into some weird ass um, place. This was Halloween. It was sorry. This wasn't winter. This was Halloween. But in Halloween in Minnesota, it's like 40 degrees, right? 30 degrees. It's freezing, goddamn right. cold, right? Yeah. Uh, we went to uh, an area, which I don't know if you know about. It, uh, it's, I don't. It's uh, in Minnesota called Gray Cloud Island. Mm-hmm. And I'm really into scary things. Like, this is something that I, I like really you like. You love Halloween. Well, I love Halloween. Uh, it, in fact, my dream jobs in life would be to own a water park and own a... And own, a, <laughs> and own a haunted house. Okay. Like, I, I've dreamed of that and I haven't ever done it, Here's but I've worked idea, at them. Here's an idea, though. You could have the water park in the summer and the haunted house in the winter. That's what the dream is. Okay. Combination. So people what, would do- What about like a haunted water park? Uh, people get like- People get there's like fake drownings. <laughs> I would be totally into that. Well, well I didn't know that. That's a cool thing. I don't thing. like drowning with my business, so it's right, going to be no. all professional. Yeah, you, you stay in the black. <laughs> uh, so we, I like to ghost hunt- <laughs> I've done it with a lot, like I've done it before. Right. I've done it uh, all 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 the time. I used to do it, and I like scary things. I have anxiety, so I like I think I like thrive off of like trying you to do? find ghosts. Yeah. Oh, so you, how long have you had how long have you had anxiety for? All my you know all really? my life, and I think it thrives on. I think a lot of people that yeah. are into scary things, um, it's kind of like your weird addiction. You can kind of like either you know like if you don't have anxiety and like stress. For some reason, I've noticed like people are like ah, I don't want to deal with that. Like people right. want to deal with it, but sometimes they like to face things like dead on. That makes sense, I guess. I I, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, are well, you into scary stuff? I for, yeah. I'm kind of into it. Brit, my girlfriend, is way more into it. Right. But I've gotten into it by proxy. Right. On a Universal City Walk, which is Universal Halloween Horror Nights, which is fucking rad. Yeah. That is pretty great because that's one of those things where. They spend so much time to make this to realize these things are just like, wow. Yeah, yeah. They hire the well, they have. That's probably the best. And this year, I, uh, I, I was at probably twenty haunted houses. Right. So that that's a task. That's like a what? second job. What's a twenty haunted in October houses with the Walsh brothers? Probably right. Uh, well, uh, I dragged my girlfriend to right. the to, and she hates that this oh, stuff. Really? Walsh brothers. I went to Walsh like Brothers, three. who have been on this podcast before. Yeah, I went to three of them with the Walsh Brothers, and uh, we had a blast. Fred Young was there, who uh, right. deems himself, and we all deem the uh, king of uh, amusement parks. Because if you need water, he knows how to get it. <laughs> if you need, if you want to get to the front of the line, you fake a little injury, oh, and you go it. to the back of the haunted house. 
instead of the front first. So to, to, if, when you get in to oh, see. see everything, you start from the back, go to the front. Well, these so are some do. low rent haunted houses. These are we're not talking about faking out Universal, though, right? That's too hard. No, no, no. Right? You well, that, that's his. No, yeah. he's the best. That's his he, trump he, card. I mean, he pays to get in, right? But then he, you know. Gets a, get the way to get water, go to first day and say you're thirsty. <laughs> That's I guess because you're so goddamn bored. It's like, well, I guess that, that is a first aid. Yeah, yeah. Water is the first aid. <laughs> That's what he did. He just knocks on the door. Hey, well, yeah. there's five of us. We're all thirsty. Oh <laughs> it's like, God, here's some bottle of water. Idea. Yeah, well, Fred Young. Yeah. Uh, we all deem him the best. We right. always want him with us at these things. Yeah. He, he, Amusement parks, king of amusement parks. He knows exactly how to do it. Right. He doesn't, but you can't. Have stragglers. No. Uh, like you get the people that like want to get a you know churro they or something. Get a churro. No churros no. with Fred Young, uh, unless you want to catch up, right. which a lot of us have to do. Wait, so you you started talking with this because you're talking about how you want to have ultimate dream job is to own a haunted house and a water park. Well, that was just like I've always thought of that. I right. I always wanted to be like Mister Recreation or something. I always thought of, like I always pictured myself like walking around like. Well, that's the guy who owns the water park and the right. haunted house. I shake everyone's hand, or I don't know. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah, I've seen you meet plenty of people. Uh, yeah, uh, and we were talking about Carl. My what we did at Great Cloud Island. So Great right. Cloud right. Island, uh, and you can look it up online because <laughs> that, that's the because uh, the internet. The works. internet is very truthful. It works. Uh, it is supposedly one of well, it was on Unsolved Mysteries, right? Um, and uh, it is a, a supposedly a haunted island. They another thing they supposedly hold one of the gates to hell. Well, it holds one of the gates. Holds one of the seven gates to hell in Minnesota. I don't well, believe the, it really. An island in the and the river Mississippi River, right? Right, right. Um, the, the town seven. folks hate visitors, so they chase you out immediately. So you have like this scary what thing. Town is it though? Great Cloud, the town of Great oh. Cloud. So it's, so it's right like, outside of Minneapolis. You know, it's a. Uh, uh, I'm trying to think of the uh, like coast of Stillwater. Stillwater, okay. Yeah. Stillwater is a good spot. But you, uh, I mean, I've witnessed, I've had my uh, paranormal witnesses. Right. Uh, there is uh, tombstones in, in a graveyard, and there's right. supposedly seven uh, little children. <laughs> well, I think I remember you telling me about this. So yeah. um, you can walk from left to right, yeah. and there's their, their little, like, almost rocks. Right. And if you go from left to right, you see seven. Seven little markings. Right. right to left, eight. And that's so freaky. Oh, that you was can't, yeah, yeah. You can't you can't count it any other way, huh? Right. Uh, no. Well, you could, I walked over them. Right. You tried it. Eight, seven. Right. And then I squirreled <laughs> between them. Seven, eight. It, it was very interesting, and uh, that's one of those haunted house things where it probably maybe wouldn't. Come across on TV. You'd be like, no, I swear, be I, we <laughs> counted it. It just, we're not, something happens. The number just keeps disappearing on right. the way there. And then we get. Yeah. And I think it might be one of those situations where like, I'm like, I feel like I saw it, but right. then it could be one of the situations where like, I wanted to believe it so bad that I yeah. saw it. I went to one, when I, when I lived in Tallahassee, Florida, there was a place that was called Sunnyland, which was an abandoned children's hospital. Oh and God. we used to go there and that place, I mean. I've been scared, but I've never been as scared as being in that fucking scary ass place. Mm -hmm. That place was terribly scary. We, I don't know how we did. We didn't. We went in there with like five people and like one of those little keychain mag lights. <laughs> you know, and this place is pitch black dark. It is deeply dark. Right. You go in there. Of course, you're hearing. You're hearing everything. Oh God. 
And um, my my technique to get ghosts to go away was to sing Al Green because I feel like Al Green is like the opposite of scary. It's right. Like, you know, sexy soul yeah. song is not like if you sing, Hi, I'm so in love with you. That's how I feel. Right. You know, there's no, no ghosts are going to be like, well, fuck this guy. Right. You know, we're not going to scare him. He's no. like trying to, <laughs> he's busting out his Al Green. He's, yeah. But it, but it's funny because that you, they could they could maybe think you're calling them in oh, yeah. love. I'm in love. I could have <laughs> like, oh, get away from me, ghost! Right. I'm so in love. <laughs> you're you're thinking that a lot of ghosts are afraid of commitment. <laughs> I, I think I was trying to like get them to come out, but then when we we left and we, I was like, we should go back in because nothing really happened. Right. There was something that was like freaky happened. I swear to God, I saw like two little like like green orbs looking at me from the basement, and I got serious shivers but it's also one of those things where like at what point i know i did that to myself right like you know like uh does that do you do you actually believe in ghosts like for real real uh i do and i'll you tell do. you why uh okay. the rock thing was one of them but i i was in davenport iowa okay. i used to live in chicago and i uh i was in davenport iowa davenport iowa davenport's also what people in iowa call a couch yeah, couch, Davenport. couch, Iowa. Sit on the Davenport. Yeah, uh, we, my Davenport, right? Yeah, d did your parents and your grandparents call it Davenport, the couch? No. My, we were we're couch people. My mom's from the south, though, so. Oh yeah, she my calls, yeah. My grandmother she, would definitely call it a Davenport. Really? She's from Iowa. No, no, my family's all from Minnesota. Oh. I have some family in Iowa. Yeah. I was literally there. I was visiting like friends, and then like. I went to a haunted house because this was also in October in Davenport. And this one guy was just like, some kid was like, you want to really get scared? <laughs> he, where do you approach you? Like, oh, he was you in line you? with me behind. Oh, I thought maybe he was like at a quick trip. No, hey, that's man. what, uh, that's always what I wish. I, I, in the, back in the gray cloud days, some, this girl told me, uh, that she was like, want to get, want to really scare people dress in a white like a nightgown, right. put on black socks and start running in the night. So you look oh, like a floating ghost. Oh God. <laughs> and I was like, you're great. And then she's like, don't go to gray cloud. I'm from there. You know, so that, oh. I remember that was like a girl in the gas station, but this kid told me about this spot. Um, in, in the, so I drove two hours I was in Davenport, Iowa. I drove two hours and, and it started getting to be in this, like, like, so, so it was like one of these things where you're like, you take a left here. And when you see the old, flagpole then right. you take a right so it was like really hard to get there but you started to realize when you're there so i uh i'm going down the road and it's right. just just paved road and then i take a right and it's graveled road and this then i middle of nowhere middle of nowhere i Iowa. end up you're supposed to drive on a in it, on, there's like a little uh uh bridge you're supposed to drive on the bridge and on top of the bridge you're supposed to put the car in neutral jump out of the car put baby powder on the back of the 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 car, right. and apparently baby, like two, like I call them baby ghosts. <laughs> they're toddlers or babies died there, and they try to save you from dying on the bridge by pushing you off the bridge. That's creepy. So I did it. I went out there. Uh, I I sprinkled the baby solo, powder. Solo. No, I was with a I was with a lady, right? Okay, uh, a friend of mine, Allison uh, Bills. <laughs> Uh, and, uh, we, uh, <laughs> full name, please. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and we, uh, go out there right. and I drive on the bridge, put it in neutral, put the baby powder on the back, in the bumper, on the bump, on the bumper. 
and then I wait, and then I'm like 30 seconds, and then I kind of get afraid. You got, you got back in the car? Well, I sat in the car because you're supposed to sit in the car. Baby right. ghosts are supposed to push you, and the baby powder is supposed to show handprints. Uh-huh. I didn't say that yet. No. So I'm sitting there. I'm sitting there. Car doesn't move. I deem it bullshit. Right. Do a U-turn and then drive over the bridge. And then I'm like, you know what? I have to – I want to give it more of a shot. Other direction too. Other direction. Back up. So now this is the point where I would be facing the baby ghost. Right. So I run up on the front of the car. I put the baby powder. I wait. And it was a, cl- a clear, like, n- very – no no wind. No wind at all. And all of a sudden I see a, a rustle. In in the uh, the corner of a trees, and I was like, "If we're gonna see something, these goddamn baby ghosts are coming out right now." <laughs> and uh, my friend Allison was like, "Yeah, I don't. Know. I feel weird." And I was like, "I feel something." But then when you kind of see things, you start believing it. You feel it. Yeah. But then, as soon as I said that, the car slowly starts moving back. And then it scared the shit out of me. So I put the car in drive and drove off as fast as I can. I was freaking out. I was like, oh, my God. We literally ran over the baby ghost. Now, so we killed them. They're trying to save us. Double killed them. Yeah, we double killed the baby ghost. So I was, like, driving. I was really scared. And then Allison was like, we got to go check. Check the bumper. The bump? No, the front. Right. Little fingerprints. I don't... What, what do you mean? We saw them. What did they look like? Yeah, they look like handprints. Are you serious? Yeah, and that is why I believe in ghosts because that's ha- true. That happened to me. You saw the handprints. Yeah, little little you handprints. Like you saw like when you little s- fingerprints, and we I brushed them off, and then I was like, I'm never going to come back to this place. Ghosts are real. Allison was like, this is scary. We both saw them. We're both we're you know we're not con- conspiracy theorists. We're right. just regular people. Did you see like uh, fingerprints? Like you see there's some some whirls in there? Just like no, I didn't. I just saw like marks Jeez. and it, like. Marks and drove off. So that's yeah. when I started believing in ghosts. But that was the only experience I've ever had with like a, the supernatural. So I feel I see I yeah I feel like ghosts are sort of like UFOs, where ninety five percent of the time it's total bullshit. Right. You see what you want to see. You right. Hear what you want to hear. You. It's like psychosomatic. It's right. A thing where if you want to feel better, you probably can if you just have a better attitude. But you right. Can, but there's that five, but that ninety five percent tends to ruin it for the rest of the real, the five percent yeah. real. I like, agree with that. Like uh, Ghost Adventures, you watch that show? Uh, I don't, but uh, I know. Well, that show is kind of ridiculously crock of shit. But well, do you, well, do you know? Are you familiar with the Amazing Randy? The Amazing Randy. The Amazing Randy. No. He is a debunker, and okay, uh, he's a skeptic. He, yeah, he and he, he's a ma- he's like one of the masters. I think at this point he has a million dollar proof in, and he and he finds these people like the Warrens, who are really famous ghost hunters. They are okay. like the Amityville horror ghost hunter people. Right. Um, I think the movie The Conjuring that that's out right now. I haven't seen it yet. Have you seen it yet? Really scary. Yes. Okay. And, and uh, really scary. Go see it. You go like see. ghosts? Yeah, I'm not a star <laughs> of it. But uh, the amazing Randy uh, tries to debunk all these people. Right. Um, and it, it was really funny back in like the Johnny Carson, uh, like when Johnny Carson was on the air, he really loved magic. And Ma- the amazing Randy is uh, kind of like Penn and Teller, where he does magic, but he likes to show that. I'm not a spiritual, like, holy person that's floating in the air. I am I am a person that can trick your eyes, but I'm not going to say that that's, that's lightning struck. A, yeah. 
Right. That's that's an old tradition of magicians being people who are actually skeptics because right. they can show you like, oh, you thought that was magic? It's not magic at all. It's just a very simple thing where I just distracted you while I did this <laughs> or I had to, I taped the duck's bill together right. and then I went to Quick Trip and bought some soda and you didn't see it. Yeah. Right. Which and, is and, not a trick. And so the amazing Randy, there's I remember this guy and you can find him uh, again on YouTube. He is a white guy right. uh, and he's got like a like he, he clearly dyed his hair black okay. and he's got like a bowl cut. He always wears like this Kung Fu suit Jeez. and he said that he, his mind has the power to move things right. with his mind. So uh, Johnny Carson had him on here and he, and his thing was he could move uh, like an new, like, no, not an orange. <laughs> it was uh, paper pages. So then oh. he would go out and he'd like look at the paper and walk right. around this book or like book pages and he'd walk around and then he would like push his hands towards the book and like all of a sudden like a little bit of uh, pages would move and then the book page would turn. Mm -hmm. Well, the amazing Randy would always like be in the back and like this guy like so so this guy would do his magic and Johnny Carson was friends with Amazing Randy so he'd be like ladies and gentlemen I'd like to introduce the uh, Amazing Randy and Amazing Randy said all right this is all well said and done congratulations on being able to um, move the book with your uh, brain but I have money here proving that you cannot do this mm -hmm. um, so uh, all he did <laughs> and the guy was like I can move the pages no matter what you do. The magician. Yeah. And, and the amazing Randy said, all right, well, I believe that you're blowing and you have a very strong sense of blowing. It was kind of like a ventriloquist where it doesn't look like you're blowing, but you are and blowing. you're blowing the pages. The guy's like, no, this is crazy. How dare you talk to me like this? How said, dare? Yeah. So amazing Randy just put baby powder around the book. <laughs> And then the guy was like, so clearly if he blew into it, the baby powder would blow and right. then everyone would see that he's a fraud. Well, then once he did it, he he was like, I think this baby powder is like tainted. There, there's something in the in the, in the air, yeah, the air that's making making my brain not be able to move it. So he's a debunker. So the 95 percent, there's people out there like debunking. And right. I love the amazing Randy. It's funny that this involves baby powder, and the reason you believe in ghosts is baby, baby powder. powder. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it was uh, something that was like really strange, and like I tried to wrap my uh, round around minded. <laughs> Did you wrap your you rode your, you your kind around minded, right. and then you wrapped a jack around Steinman? Yeah, but yeah. I, I feel like I didn't like I saw that, and like I've always believed in something after that, and that yeah. was really scary too. So that's my, but that's my only occurrence, and maybe a raccoon jumped on it, and I yeah. hit that. And instead of a the baby ghost i don't know raccoons do have those little hands yeah like yeah i don't know what it was there was prince right yeah man p-r-i-n-t-s not p-r-i-n-c-e prince oh shit speaking of prince this is the ultimate segue jesus christ devries this is the segue from this was like a divined segue just now why you just said p-r-i-n-c-e oh right? the the, the artist the artist yes and Oh, talk about stories. I know, I know you have thousands of stories. Yeah, I do have a lot you of stories. You do have a lot of stories. I do. I, I guess I'm, I'm a storyteller. You are. You're a great storyteller. <laughs> but one of the first stories that I heard you tell, we'll get back to ghosts. No, we don't have to get back. That's pretty much but it. We will, right? though. We will, though. Anytime. Yeah. Anytime. Ghosts are inexhaustible because they're going to be around forever. Um, Hopefully. One of the first stories I ever heard from you that was great, when I was like, who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> is this thing, the story you told me about how... Um, 
Talk to me about Prince. <laughs> well, I, I Talk this about is your days with hanging out with Prince. Well, I never hung out with, like Yeah, but you kind of did. You well, did more than you did more than 99% of people I've ever met. Uh Yeah. Party like it's nine, 1999. Yeah. This is all very Party like good it's segue. 99%. Um Prince uh was Prince is from Minneapolis. Prince is from Minneapolis. Um, as you all know, Purple Rain. For right. well, I don't know if everybody knows that, but he's from Minneapolis. Paisley uh, Park is Paisley his studio. Park is his studio and slash sometimes home in Shanhassen, Minnesota, which is sort of near Bloomington or where? Um, it's it's past uh, a place called Shakopee, Minnesota, where they have uh, horse races and a Valley Fair and our Valley Fair. The Shakopee, also near the I don't want to talk about it. There's a casino there that's horrible. Oh, uh, Mystic Lake. Uh, Mystic Lake. We hate Mystic Lake. Mystic Jake. Oh, Mystic we... Fake. Mystic Take. Oh, it's a real phony oh, casino. Man. Well, casinos in general are just, a, they're like like a magnet of sadness. It's just uh. something where you want to see somebody like looking for change and like the, the cold gray light of dawn. <sighs> right. Yeah. My uh, family, or my, na- oh, this is a different story uh, that we can get into later, but, and I'll have to. We'll have to talk about it sometime. To re-preface it. My nephew uh, is a semi-criminal, and okay. uh, right now he's in prison. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so he would be, I think they're considered... No, he's a criminal. A criminal. And he, uh, he, I believe he stole checks from a... Uh, a gynecologist's office. What? He stole checks. <laughs> I don't know mix? how that. I don't know checks. Oh, no, he didn't steal checks, oh, mix. Uh, no, and he no, started writing fraudulent checks and got <laughs> on work release. And while he was on work release, he ran out of his work release job yeah. and was hiding amongst the uh, Native Americans uh, at the Mystic Lake Casino. Oh, and wow. that's where he was found. And now he's doing like two years in jail. <laughs> Can you believe that I thought he meant checks mix? I can't. You said checks. I thought C H E X. Like he stole checks, like the cereal from a gynecologist. So, uh. so whatever, uh, whatever your deal is with Mystic right. Lake, I have another deal with Mystic right. Lake. They caught my, they put my uh, nephew in the clink. In the they clink. found him. They got him. The, the the Native Americans there that live there are so wealthy oh, from yeah, the casino. They, I think it's like. Fifty thousand something dollars a month or something. Not probably not that much, but every every member doesn't have to do anything. Well, they, every, every person makes that money. Every person. So they have oh. a lot of like, and there's a lot of problems there. From what my nephew is telling me, it's like there's a bunch of like really big houses, but there's nothing in there but like drugs and like yeah. unkept things. Is this being racist? No, no, no. this so. is I no. Mean, but I mean, it's I'm not thing. racist it, against there, there's a They have. Uh, there's a lot of problems with that, with abuse in the Native American community. Right, right, right. And I thought they had their own police, which I guess not because my nephew got right. got caught. It's probably something where they allow – they have like a charter that allows uh, the local police to intervene with someone who's not a, not a, not a Native or not. Right. When I, when I did a show there, one of the openers was a Native guy. He was really cool. Yeah. Native. Played drums. Very wise. Yeah. Oh, he played drums in the. Was he, he a comedian? He, he's a comedian. Yeah, but oh. he didn't. He didn't do it in his act when he opened. But he said he had a bunch of YouTube videos where he did it. Right. Right. We'll find a link and post that. A lot of my, uh, a lot of my favorite comedians. Uh, native. No, no. Uh, probably have played at Mystic Lake. Yeah, good, they have. They pick good people. It's yeah. Just the audience is sort of brain dead. Uh, oh yeah. Nickel slot players. We'll go to Prince, Prince now. Prince. Sorry, that, I was okay. just saying. Um, Prince. So, okay, so this is Chaska. the deal. Is it Chaska? 
Uh, no, it's Prince's, uh, his, uh, area is in, uh, Paisley Park is in Chanhassen. Chanhassen. And I, uh, from the span of like 1998 to like 2003, uh, saw Prince perform, uh, uh, every Friday. Every Friday. So Uh, we're talking about 52 weeks, 52 Fridays a year. And sometimes I would miss, which was the strangest. A couple times. Yeah, yeah. I went so much. I saw Prince play a couple hundred times. Yeah, easily a couple hundred (laughs) times. uh, And it was always from, he would open the doors and it was always free uh, from one in the morning to like six in the morning. Prince is by far one of the greatest people to ever. Oh my God, he's amazing. He's like so, he's a, he's a, he may be not, not of this earth. I he might, he if might anybody a, isn't, I I, I challenge the great Randy or the amazing Randy to debunk Prince being yeah. from a different world. Uh, yeah, he he Prince. Uh, I've seen him perform nursery rhymes for like six, like for, from like for like three four hours. Uh, he God. and there was and the weird thing is is he just wanted to practice and who knew about it. Uh, found out about it. I was an intern, uh, at the time at a uh, little radio station called KDWB 101.3. <laughs> uh, that's like a top, a top 40 radio station in Minneapolis. And one of the DJs kind of told me about it. And then I was like, okay, okay, okay. Uh, and I showed up and that was it. They just let me in. Right. Uh, he was a Jehovah's Witness at the time. No swearing allowed. Right. Uh, had a buffet set up usually and you could go and watch Prince. For free. And there's like 30, 40 people there everywhere. What did it look like though? Um, well, I, the lighting was purple. Purple. Uh, huge white, uh, chairs, uh, like big, like white, like 10 feet chairs. Was it like a, like a warehouse kind of thing? Yeah, it was a warehouse. It was like a warehouse. There's a nice stage. Uh, um, and with like a bunch of uh, instruments, like a lot of carpets and flowy, uh, sheets. Okay. Hanging around. And, uh, for uh, for those who like the Chappelle show, there was a basketball court. Holy shit! <laughs> and it, so is it? You said only thirty people sometimes. A lot of the most of the time, well, people didn't know about it, and I guess like how did uh, they not know about that? He didn't advertise it, but still, you know. Well, once, you were from there. You didn't know about it, right? No, but I was. I didn't live there back then, and also, right. I uh, I lived in Rochester, which is not that close, but. That's true. What I, I what don't know. Words, he right? didn't prom- like word. Uh, you would around? think, but the, like in '98, this was pre like the big I- improv boom. So not a lot of people were like, "Hey guys, go to Prince tonight." Right. Um. There was internet, and that's how we found out a lot because right. Paisley Park would like post come tonight. Um. Sometimes th- this is the this. So I went s- so many times, and then Prince started touring, and he played like four nights at uh do you know the the stadium the or the where the wild play oh they played uh the well, i don't know what it's called but it's in st paul xl right. energy center. xl energy center so he played four nights xl energy energy center big night shows and then after the shows he announced it and that was the end of me going because it got too big it was crazy so was and then it was like fifty dollars to get in then a hundred dollars to get in and then you know the so after the That's show weird. yeah it was so once that those shows hit it was a new era of like because it, it packed packed it hit the packed. stratosphere it went, yeah it went it vaporized it was everywhere but we're talking you know, like a good five years five years of no 
uh, just a few people. I remember dancing in a circle, like dancing around, like I doing jazz hands with my high school friends, uh, 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 like making a circle for Jamie Foxx. And it was just like us and him. This is just uh, like some random night on Friday. Yeah, he was there dancing. Um, the uh, Prince at one Paisley Park with Prince. Yeah, we used to try to get Prince's attention uh, by putting up uh, flashcards at Prince. Flashcards, what, like of math, like one plus one, and then in the back <laughs> equals two. Just because we were stupid kids, we thought of, we wanted his attention because he didn't acknowledge us. We're like stupid kids. So he was uh, playing on a stage. Huh? He was playing on a stage with. Uh, uh, Larry Graham from Graham Central Station oh. uh, every night because I, I don't know how like they I know he was one of his Fuck, heroes but he was there every night and so <laughs> Larry Graham also used to play with Sly and the Family Stone yeah, yeah he was amazing and they were both Jehovah's Witnesses so I think they had then it's that, that place. Um, uh one night Prince made a joke like y'all next week we're gonna be doing a potluck uh, so everyone laughed and like me and my friends thought it'd be funny if we made a nice, we baked a lasagna you and brought it that we call it. He didn't let us in <laughs> with the but, lasagna. But They're like, know. you were getting it with this fucking lasagna. Why wouldn't they let you want the lasagna? But, well, they didn't know if we had a bomb in the didn't lasagna they, like, or whatever. Some guy like shove you and Prince. Said, oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is the story. This is the first story I heard. So as you know, I've seen him a lot of times perform right. and I finally saw Prince in the corner hanging out by himself. <laughs> and I was like, I gotta say, this is so hard to believe, man. Just hanging out by himself, it right? It sounds like too. It sounds like a fucking. It just sounds like you designed this in a dream. It's so ridiculous. It well, I want to tell you. Every time we left Paisley Park, <laughs> it was a dream. Right? Like the air was different. Like yeah. the, I, the leaving that was like the biggest religious experience ever. Like after yeah. just partying and listening to Prince do like acoustic guitar for like three hours and like shredding and like no doubt came on one night and just played wow. for like all, all the 30 of us when they were in town common came and flowed for us um leaving that experience every friday night was as if i you know like have you ever heard like with exorcisms like when people yeah. have exorcisms you walk out and like right. the air is clear and you can smell roses that was like my version <laughs> of every friday having an exorcism and like being cleansed it was wow. amazing but yeah, uh, I, so I finally, so Prince is standing in the corner and I finally was like, this is maybe my only chance I'm ever going to speak to one of my heroes. Um, and so I walked over to him. I was like, hey, well, <laughs> thanks for having us over. You know, like, what do you say that when you're there? It's kind yeah. of always awkward. That's a great thing to say, though. Thanks and, for having us over. Yeah, thanks for having us. This is uh, amazing. And he's like, Oh, thanks, man. And he was like kind of making small talk and I could have counted at 10. And then this like 6'10", like huge, probably ex-football player grabbed me by the neck and threw me on the ground and said, Prince doesn't look up to nobody. <laughs> and then I was just like, I'm very sorry. And the Prince, Prince gave him a like a thank you and like walked off. So since I'm taller than Prince, he didn't want to look up to me. Uh, and, uh, so I got thrown to the ground. That's weird though, because Prince looks up at people constantly. I know. Cause he's so short. Yeah. But maybe he didn't want to talk to me. That's what he told uh, me. Well, he and did, maybe he doesn't look up to me. Maybe they all talk to you. Yeah. And yeah. He, he was civil. Yeah. I think he, his, his guards have it so locked down yeah. and maybe, and, and the guard talks, I mean, I'm sure he talks to the guard. Yeah. Guards taller than me. Well, there was no like signal. Probably was. 
I'm sure there was. I bet there was. I I was was from. uh, But that guard is like, oh shit, I'm about to get fired if I don't destroy this guy. And I was probably 16. (laughs) 16. But it's so. I still don't get it. So you're hanging out there. There's a buffet. They have food. Oh, it was. It was really weird. Like chips and like. Just so like strange. it was all like like fruit right. and vegetables. It was nothing unhealthy. So Prince is on stage. There's like how big of a separation is it from the people who are hanging out to watch and the stage? Like it's um, it, it's as if. Well, I mean, I could have if I was a crazy. There was no like security guards in front of the right. stage. It, it was all very like laid back until, until you talk to him, yeah. or until like. Like somebody got wild, then we knew immediately right. what was going down. I mean, there was like, so, like Carmen Electra was always dancing on stage and stuff like, like that every week. No, like she would come and like we'd wow. be like, "What the fuck? This is amazing." Um, so cool. Yeah, uh, I I remember one time my friend Alex Rossi, who I grew up with, uh, he's re- he's a talented like guitar player and like mm-hmm. blues musician. He's kind of like Johnny Lang. Remember a that bluesman. kid? He's a blues like a white bluesman. He's a good guy though. Uh, I haven't talked to him for years, so if you're listening, I miss you, boy. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> anyway, uh, uh, my friends kept chanting, Alex Rossi plays a mean guitar. Right. And uh, we were just joking around, Alex Rossi. And then Prince like stopped, and he's like, hold up. Hold up. Who's this Alex Rossi? What? And then we're like, he's right here. He's right here. He's like, get up here. And then Prince actually handed him the cymbal guitar, like his famous cymbal guitar, put it around his neck, and Alex started playing. And he was like letting him play it. So Prince was cool. Like he was cool in some some nights. I think he just didn't want to talk to me then. And I know he's very eccentric and weird, you know, so it's like he didn't want to talk to me. But He did talk to you. He talked to you. But anybody that's like that was like one instant. Yeah, he did talk to me. He He just didn't. Yeah, it was a security guard. He didn't want maybe he (laughs) I'm sure he didn't say. I want to see what this kid has to say. Like, I'm sure he right. wanted me away so he could just fucking chill in the corner. They still talk to you. But any, yeah, he was, every time people give him a bad rap or say, like, what a jerk or whatever, like, he's so, like, he is known, like, if, if you do him wrong, like, I've heard, like, like, uh, his ex-girlfriend and stuff, like, Prince can just walk past you really? as if you don't exist, like, you yeah. just wind. <laughs> I bet he's really good at it, too. Oh, my God. Yeah, I'm sure he's the best. Walk, ignoring and walking past. Yeah, just, what w- and, and. Everyone, I'm sure, on Earth wants, like, would love his attention. Oh, he's be, so he's such a to be gazed brilliant. upon by yeah. friends. Yeah, so when you have that and don't have it, it's gotta be like, uh, you're just like oh. a piece of shit. It's like being just you, your fiber of being has been taken out. Yeah, but he might he he has to be he's a cool guy. Like he's got funny stories. Like we're talking about like the Chappelle show, and he like is just like a, a guy who plays every Friday night for free for. 30 people just so he can have an experience because he could have announced I'm playing every Friday night at the Target Center and he would fill it up every night like he did in Los Angeles at the forum like two years ago or whatever. Yeah. Like every freaking night like for a month. But he didn't. No. And that's that's what's cool about him. And I know he does that in Los Angeles or wherever he lives. He has the the late night concerts. I'm sure that's in LA. It's probably like yeah, because Leonardo DiCaprio and just just him watching. Right. <laughs> I don't know, or like famous people. Prince. Yeah, he's great. Prince. And a Minnesota hero. Yeah, classic. do you have a Minnesota heroes? I don't know if I do really. I mean, I don't think I do. I don't have any. I don't. I don't think I have any Minnesota heroes. Dylan? Nah, I'm not a big fan of Dylan. Well, you I like prefer, Prince? I I like Prince, but I think I prefer in terms of the 
singer songwriter guy, I prefer Harry Nelson over Prince any day. Oh, much prefer yeah. Harry Nelson, but Harry Nelson's like a whole. That's one of your heroes. Totally love Harry. Love Harry. He's such a weirdo and like super good at uh, making things. Um, yeah, where is he from? Do you know? He's from Brooklyn. He grew up in Brooklyn. Um, yeah, he grew up in some you know back when Brooklyn was like not a cool place, just like a place you lived because it was a suburb. It was like it was a, Brooklyn was sort of like the suburbs at that point in time. I love I love his story because it's 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 so much like a yeah. uh, uh, like everyone should know him. They should, yeah. and that's you know, a, like the masses the should know. It's such it's weird. Like it's weird when like they kind of do in a way. They, they yeah. do know him, but they don't know him. But they, I also think that he's great because he's sort of unknown, and he sort of almost chose to be unknown by not performing oh, yeah. live. And like, what what a cool thing to do is to just like you know, I'm just not going to perform live. I don't I don't need to. Yeah. So I'm not going to do it. Yeah, I think we're all told. That we're supposed to do things. Yeah, certainly. But we don't have to. Like, you no. can still be a creative artist and do whatever you want. Well, you can always do whatever you want. Just a matter of, like, realizing that you can do whatever you want. Because there's no, there's no right way to do something. There's just the way that people have done before that worked out for them. And a lot of times that becomes, like, a beaten path where it's like, oh, this is this what is you're supposed you to do. do. Yeah, this yeah, is what you're supposed to do. It's funny with, like, all, all, like, all the, like, art and entertainment and everything. It, some people treat it as if it's, like... Well, this is my. I have to do this for two years and yeah, do this for two years. years. It doesn't work that way. It's no. like a, it's not like a college, and then like no. now. Have, well, but sometimes it. I guess everyone calls like SNL like they're they're be. learning or right. like Second City in Chicago. It's like this was my college, right. and then I went to Saturday Night Live, and that was like grad school, and right. now I'm Bill Murray. <laughs> or, yeah. Is he? Does Bill Murray describe it as that or no? Um, I'm sure he does. I'm right. sure he has like because I know he liked Del Close, like one of the like right. improv gurus from like Chicago. But Del is such a weirdo. Yeah. Like, you ever read that book, The Electric Kool Aid Acid Test, that Tom Wolf book? Um, I did not read that. I, I read part of it. Is is he mentioned in the book? Yeah, because he's traveling with the Merry Pranksters, which is like that was this uh, group of. I mean, Del Close, Del Close traveled with them, the Merry Pranksters. It was a bunch of um, hippies who were, like, into doing acid. Yeah. And, like, that's basically how improv was, was born. Right. I think, I'm, I think I'm saying this right. I love doing podcasts because you can say a bunch of stuff that's incorrect. Right. And let people correct you <laughs> later on. Like, um, actually, as I'm sitting here in front of Wikipedia and the entire internet listening – I will tell you what you said is incorrect when you're right. talking in the moment. I'm well. I, I think invite, I invite scrutiny. Any type of yeah. I mean that's what's great because who? It's okay to be a little bit wrong. As long oh, as yeah. Like <laughs> I'll cares? I'll tell you this. Yeah. Supposedly, and this yeah. is what people will Wikipedia. Viola Spolin right. uh, created uh, like short form improv games, and then it got into her son, uh, and then her son brought like. Uh, improv to like helped out so i think she's supposedly the mother, yeah, of, the mother improv. Of, of modern and he's yeah. but he's one of the guys who like he created the herald he created right, like how ucb performs and he was the guy who taught like everybody we know who's amazing and, yeah like who, john, candy, john candy uh well, mike myers bill murray half those guys chris farley ucb they worked with del close all yeah the, i mean the main the main the the, the show on the UCB show, like right. the voice in the beginning, is Del Close. Like, I didn't know that. Yeah, that's the guy who, whatever he oh, wow. said, that's Del Close's voice. Wow. I yeah. Have no idea. Yeah, he, 
I mean, he, had, he it's really weird. He had like a, a lot of influence. I don't know why we got into talking about. Well, he's just an eccentric that like. Yeah, he was, kinda, he, he liked to take acid. Man. Oh man, he liked to. Trip. He loved he loved drugs. He liked to expand. He loved he drugs. To sort of hit the astral plane and get become untethered. Yeah, which is that makes so much sense though because that's what I feel like. Um, I mean, it's talked about a lot in improv, which is which is one thing. Improv is, but people act like improv is uh, self contained. I feel like. Improv and the things that come with it go—they go across all different sorts of comedy, right? Because there's this idea that stand-up is like, oh, stand-up—that's like a opposite of improv. That's not. No, it can be whatever you want. You can do whatever the fuck you want to do. Oh yeah, I know that Sam Kennison really, from what I understand, right. had a routine, but for the most part, he just went on stage. And that's—I feel like that's the way with all the. Anyone I really like a lot, that seems to be what they do. Yeah, they, they just go, like, I don't, I don't right. think that, he, like, I don't think he was just like, tonight I'm going to do my tight right. five. He would just go on stage and talk. Well, because you're, you're in the moment, which is what improv is all about. You're in the moment. Right. You don't care. You're, 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 um, you don't think about things. You let them happen and you're free from caring about, I guess it's about being uh, unafraid, right? Right. It's about being unafraid well, of, um, What's gonna what the outcome will be because if you're outcome based then you're like then you're you're screwing yourself before you, before you start because you're basically this has to be good this has to be <laughs> this has to be good I always feel like like I always like the if you if people could become the comedian like I think doing this stuff like comedy and like improv and all and like even music or anything if they could just be the performer that they wanted to be when they were sitting in the room when they were a little kid yeah. just or playing with toys right. that everyone would be like way more <laughs> clever because little kids are so clever and they're just in their room and they're free and they're not f afraid of judgment so if i went on stage and just was like i'm doing i'm just gonna be a kid spinning in a circle mm -hmm. and playing with my gi joes like people right. are like that fucking guy's amazing because it, yeah. it just we're just learning how to play again which is really interesting it's like a weird like we're learning how to like open up and be open enough to like be a kid again in a weird, weird way with improv or like stand up or, or so going sometimes back in time you're going back in time as opposed to right being... yeah well it depends on your form yeah. too i guess if you're just because you're i guess you're not playing if you're like trying to make a huge statement against right. like abortion or something I think you, you can do both you yeah can, yeah you can play inside of it if you find i don't know I, I don't know did you you didn't do uh you started in florida right or did you were you in minnesota yeah, I, started I started in minnesota i mean I started you, in, uh, Los, yeah that's Florida. right that's right but you you took improv in, in minneapolis yeah, i did a few yeah i did a few classes they have and a stuff pretty like strong comedy scene there in minneapolis yeah i mean yeah, I have a lot of great people nick swartzen right uh but even like just the, mitch hedberg in general there's a lot of there's a lot happening there there's a lot of places to perform there's a lot oh, God, of yeah. people who are really who are really great who live there and perform there and stuff yeah it's kind of like the whole like kind of blue collar town you know right. it's people start out there like in the midwest it seems like people start out there go to yeah. chicago go to la or new york it's i tried here. to go to chicago but i couldn't get a job there so oh really but you how long did you live in chicago I went to Chicago for uh, like six years. Six years? Did you ever know my first job in Chicago? No. <laughs> I went to... Hold on a uh, second. You know what? I'm going to pause real quick. Yeah, and yeah. Return with the story. Anthony's first job in Chicago. All right.
Please hold while your call is being transferred. Drop your call. I have no clue. I was born in 89. A simulacrum means... Happy Kim Trail Day. Yes, that was my supervisor. Johnny, hold that thought. I can't tell you that over the phone. Do you want to get struck by lightning? Twisting the Wind with Johnny Pemberton on Feral Audio. Yeah. What are you doing? Are you going to check it out? Okay. That was pretty good, like a little... A quick one, yeah. That's what we call it. A turn of phrase, I believe that's what we used to call it back in the day. So, we're in Chicago. It's 1991. The <laughs> Twins just won the World Series. Yeah. Gary Gaetti just got divorced. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. He totally did. Really? I don't know. Ken Herbeck Ken was Herbeck. playing first. Kirby Puckett, center fielder. Oh, I thought he was left fielder. Maybe he was. No, was he left fielder? I thought he was left. Left. He was left. He was center, though, huh? No, no. I think he was... If you think he was center, he was center. Wait. No, left fielder was like the fucking worst, wasn't it? I thought left is the... You right the Is pitch. left right behind first base? Left's behind third. Oh, yeah. Most, most batters are right-handed, so they pull Right, back. right, right. Yeah, that's right. I can't... Like, left is the, the, the most used outfielder. I was always right fielder. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. What that means, right? We sit down. We the, suck at baseball. Yeah, we sit down on the the uh, grass and wait for a yep. ball to be hit, and then just put the glove on and throw it back. Yeah. I remember having one ball hit towards me in little league, and my eye caught it. <laughs> oh shit! Wow, I was better than you even. Wow, holy shit! Oh god, it was awful. Um, I love baseball. It's such a great sport. It's yeah. the best sport. I like. Uh, you a hockey uh, fan? Yeah, I played hockey. Everybody, you played hockey, I'm sure. I played hockey for three years. Everybody in Minnesota I plays hockey. I played hockey for three years. <laughs> I mean, I was like a little tiny little... I have barely like three memories of hockey, but I did play hockey. Uh, what what was it called? G- like Mites. Mites. I was a mite. Termites. Mites. Super mites. Squirts. Peewees. Bantam. And then it was like high school. High school. Yeah. College pros. Those fucking bantams, though, man. Those guys are like, oh, you're six feet tall and you're skating very fast. Did you uh, ever do the uh, rock the hockey hair? You mean the mullet out the back? M- mullet? No. I did. You did? Mullet. I had a mullet yeah, side spike with lines on the side of my head. Mullet side spike with lines like Brian Bosworth of the Seattle Seahawks? <laughs> Probably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My, uh, my starting lineup, Brian Bosworth. Oh, my cousin. Ha- have you ever seen uh, what's Brian Bosworth's movie? Uh, no idea. Uh, I believe it's called Stone Cold. Really? Yeah, Stone Cold. It's a motorcycle no movie. Wow. You would fucking love Stone Cold. He he it's he. Infi- on YouTube, isn't he? Uh, I hope so. He okay. infiltrates a bike gang and like becomes the one of the members, but everybody else is really badass looking. Right. Um, but he's like this blonde like yeah. football star, so he doesn't Damn. look like uh cool. like the the tattooed. It's like uh, Sons of Anarchy. Anarch- Anarch- Anarchy. Anarchy. <laughs> Anarchy. Sons of uh, meets uh, Sons of Hanukkah. <laughs> meets Brian Bosworth. Right. Oh, <laughs> Sons of Hanukkah. Cool. Sons of Hanukkah. But well, let's go back to Chicago. All right. For 1991. 1991 is is not the exact yeah, not the year, exact but year. the ballpark figure. What was your first job there? My first job. It was really strange. Uh, I. I got to Chicago and I was like, "What? What would be the craziest job to How work old at?" This time? I don't remember. I was probably like seventeen. No, no, no. I was I was out of high school. Um, yeah, I was probably about twenty, okay. twenty-one. You moved there 
Because you wanted to do improv? Yeah, I moved there. Well, I moved there because I saw a Second City show. And I saw one with, like, Tina Fey mm-hmm. and uh, Rachel Dratch and uh, this... And, like, I think Adam McKay. Like, it was just, like, a yeah. superstar cast. And I was like, well, that's amazing. I want to be a part of that. Right. Um, so that's kind of why I went there, because of that show. I think that's what happens there a lot with, yeah. like, a lot of performers. They see, like, the these best more. people. I mean, those guys are the greatest. Yeah. Um, so, anyways, I moved there, and I was like, what would be the best job? Right. And I, and Jerry Springer is was filmed in Chicago at the time. So I called Jerry Springer just, like, like a random we'll call, call. The and the lady who answered was like i was like hey i'm thinking about like i'd like to just maybe start an intern or get into the tv world right. and she's like do you want to be an?" she was like whispering do you want to be an intern <laughs> or do you want to be my assistant <laughs> <laughs> right? and i was like well i want to be your assistant and she was like okay uh call back at this number and don't mention intern things and then we'll talk so I called back the number. Uh, she answered. I was like, hey, I'm interested in being an assistant. She's like, great. I'd like to sign you up for an interview. And then I went in, interviewed, got the job. So I worked for Jerry Springer show. For some woman who's a producer? For a producer. A producer. Uh, so I was a like a PA. And that job lasted me one week. <laughs> it was the worst job I ever had in my life. You quit? Uh, yeah, I had to... And Mariah Carey was big at the time. I had to tend to the the uh, guests, and they most of them were real. Some of them were plants. I had to t- uh, attend to the guests as if they were uh, super famous. Even so that like some redneck the redneck. Like, so th- I had to get them whatever they wanted. Oh, that's worse. So I had the my first gig or my first assignment. I had to this lady. This like. 300 pound lady was dating her mother's husband. Oh, good. And the mother was on in another room. Uh-huh. Uh and it was all separated and the girl was with the husband and I had to or the the girl was with her boyfriend mom's husband right. and I had to tend to uh, them as if they were Mariah Carey or like Jack Nicholson or celebrity. So I had to like run around town for these fucking redneck, stupid want? idiots. Well, she, she had heard a lot about deep dish pizza. Oh. So she was like, Anthony, baby, could you get me a deep dish pizza from, e- from Gino's East? She okay. wanted. So I, and then I went there. I had to get him some Velcro shoes. <laughs> I like how you mentioned the deep dish pizza first. And then as an aside, I had to get him some Velcro shoes. <laughs> what do you mean? What do you mean fucking Velcro shoes? <laughs> That's what he wanted. That's what his, I could have, he could have, I had like a company well, credit card. Did he have shoes? Oh yeah, he had okay, shoes. I maybe he didn't. I you know I don't, I don't have any shoes. I just forgot my shoes. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. He, I mean, people were, and then we had this sweet mom on the other end, and, and what she kept on asking, "Why am I here?" And, and my job was to not give anything away, but oh, just man. tell them that after this episode, they were going to be the biggest star on earth. <laughs> so these people, to hype them up, they'd be like, "We need you to be like super energetic because we believe this is our episode, and this episode is going to make you." Like you're gonna have a, a show outside of this, and you're then the people rich. are like, "You goddamn right, I'm, I deserve this." And like this girl's like actually paying her mom's husband, uh, not her dad, uh, was right. uh, was like super into it. So I went and got her a deep dish pizza, 
Velcro and, shoes. And it's Velcro shoes for her uh, for the mother's uh, husband and her boyfriend. And uh, then I came back. She was very happy with the deep dish. Oh, I bet she was. Started eating it. Um, w- refused, <laughs> refused to let the gentleman have Eat one slice. slice of a medium deep dish, which if you, I can't eat one, a half that's, a piece. That's probably... I'm not joking. That's probably about 5,000 calories. Uh, that one pizza. Get your own goddamn deep, deep dish. dish. <laughs> <laughs> That's what she said. Get your own goddamn. I don't know. You asked for the Velcro shoes. You didn't ask for no deep dish. <laughs> so then he was like, you get me a deep dish. So then I had to go fucking back, get right. him a deep dish, bring it to him. He started eating. Now they're arguing about she wanted a slice of him. It has different ingredients. Right. He refused. They start fighting. Uh, then afterwards, she she had heard so much about the Cheesecake Factory. She oh, wanted so her much. cheese. Oh, that so order. She uh, I think she wanted just an original with uh, strawberries on the side. Oh, of course. On the um, side. After eating a deep dish, you think you couldn't fucking take down a yeah. slice. She wanted a whole goddamn pie i'm sorry for swearing so much swear <laughs> I know. swear away yeah i don't know what, what are we like i don't know why i can't swear but I uh didn't swear earlier. i had an audition earlier today and i didn't swear probably didn't get it then you gotta I swear every that i, I heard auditions like swear. swearing <laughs> i chose not to swear doing characters i don't know why i did but. so i went and grabbed her a pie all the while this sweet lady uh her mother which i don't know why she was kept calling her sweet because i'm sure she was a fucking wild turkey too doesn't know how to refer to her yeah yeah she was very nice to me and and uh, she was just asking for like she wanted her pop so i got her a coke got her a coke so that happened, and the episode went, and uh, to the date, I haven't seen them again, so none of right. them got famous. The next, uh, the reason, uh, so the next few days go by, I have to uh, use the phone and uh, find out if the people are real or fake, which uh, that's thousands of phone calls, so I'm just like. So you have to vet them. I had to listen to all these phone calls like, hey, my name's Cheeky, and I like my sister. And then you'd be like, this is a... F-. And call me back, and you check the like like the uh, area code. And it's like, you live in... You're not Cheeky from also, the this South. Is, this is the height of Jerry Springer, too. Oh, this height. Big time. Well, it was, the, well, it was like... Uh, it, was after, it was like cusp of end of height. Okay. So um, pretty big. So the next is uh, one of the things is that they have the, the big producer. I can't remember his name. He like sat behind a booth yeah. and this guy doesn't speak. You're, you're not supposed to talk to him. You're right. not supposed to look at him. If Why? you say anything to this guy, he's just one of these. Like, he's a dick. He's like a producer guy who's like. He's a massive dick. Yeah. He want, he He's the king of the castle. God. Only Jerry talks to me. Mm. I My assistants talk to me. Peons don't talk to me. So you're not supposed to say anything to this guy. And um, so that guy's around. He's always walking. You have, And every time you're looking down, it's just like a, it was crazy. I worked there on a phone call. There's a twenty year old guy making a phone call to a a TV show that people watch. Right. It doesn't like this didn't this shouldn't happen. Right. Uh but but anyway, I uh I'm working and the next gig was it was like a Thanksgiving Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs episode. So I had to uh 
tend to uh, little people. Mm-hmm. And uh, they were very sweet. They were like professional. They liked Red Bull. They they just wanted. <laughs> they wanted lots of. There were seven Bull. of them, and they wanted Red Bull by like the you know case. They drink it up. We need that energy. Give us some more Red Bull. Just keep mm-hmm. them coming. Um, my uh, boss had the the idea that she wanted them to rip their clothes off and be all in like white thongs. Oh, great idea, boss. So my job was to get thongs and she kept calling them midget thongs. <laughs> and I was like, like I was like mid and at the time like now I like after I thought about this story and everything, the thong the thongs are midgets where can wear a regular human yeah. being's thong. But at the time I was like where do I get fucking baby thongs? Like the little people, like I, in my head because it was so fast. And like I had somebody like she was smoke, like a constant smoking, and like oh, she was like, "We person. need, we need the, these uh, these uh, midget thongs right now, or you're fired. You're not gonna make it in this town." And, and I was freaking out. I was like trying to call places, and I was like, oh "We need really small thongs, but they're they can re- oh wear regular God. thongs." So I'm calling around, and finally, like I get. The number, right. uh, I get the uh, person that uh, that has regular, you know, thing. I get on the thing, and so I'm running, running to go pick them up. And uh, while I'm uh, on the way picking them up, uh, I bump into the guy that you're not supposed to talk to, right? And we both fall down. You and, you literally ran into. Him. Yes, I was running, and he jumped out. We both fall down, and I literally was like. If I talk to him, I'm going to get fired. So I just stood up <laughs> and didn't say a word to the guy, yeah. walked past him, then talked to uh, my boss. I was like, oh, my God, I just bought me. She's like, did you say anything? Did you say anything? And no, no, I didn't say anything. And she was like, um, good, because you would have been fired. And if I was like, if I would have said sorry, that was awful. What a ridiculous So, so I'm, Yeah, I'm running down the thing. And then that's when I realized – I don't need to be getting midget thongs. Yeah, I don't need to I, do this. I quit. And then she did the whole like, you'll never make it in this town. We own you. You'll I'm, never make it in the Chicago, yeah. city of Chicago's television production industry. Your, your, your name is Dirt. I was like, I'm 20. I don't give a fuck. I press the button on the elevator, open, close, and she's still yelling. And then it shut yeah. slowly and I... Never went back. That was one week of work. Then what did you do right after that? Uh, I got a job at uh, the world famous Ed DeBevix, which oh, is uh, that is a famous place, right? Yeah, it's, it's a, a right? it's the insult restaurant where you where you insult people. Uh, that's not the hot dog restaurant. Though. There's a different one, right? No, well they have the Wiener that, Circle, which that's is the like racist one. That's where like the white stock traders call. Like the black ladies who work there, they call them, they scream at them and call them cunts and stuff. Right? Yeah, and then the black women call them honkies. Yeah. And, and, and that place actually, you you can order the chocolate shake, and the chocolate shake there is three black women ripping off their shirt and spinning really? their titties in a oh, circle. Awesome. Yeah, it's pretty racist. What about uh? So I liked Ed to Bevix. It was fine. Worked there like the rest of my time in Chicago. Nice. I was I, th- I did bike messaging for a while in the winter. Man. And I That's also hardcore. and I also was a dog walker too. Yeah, you did hardcore Chicago stuff. <laughs> I was hardcore. I think I, I have back problems now. It's definitely because I was a bike messenger in Chicago really? and like yeah. almost died like every other day just by like cars yeah. or dodging and like Chicago is scary, man. It's, it's a great it's like, city though. It is. It's like but it's like a weird blend of it's like New York with extreme weather. Right. And with people who are 
not city people. Like yeah, not- it's the most. Yeah, it's a very blue collar city. It's oh, yeah. it's a in the summertime, Chicago. Awesome. In my opinion, is the best city the in best. the country. Because everybody is so happy not to be oppressed by the fucking hideous right. winter. They're just like you can nothing, anything can happen in the spring in the Midwest. You can hit someone's car. You can do whatever you want. Right. It's so happy. It's, it's oh, such Shangri La. Let it slide. Who cares? Once we see in the Midwest, once you see slush, uh-huh. um, it's not a bad thing. Like if somebody gets like steps in a puddle of slush, it's like, oh my God, mm-hmm. this slush will not be here for two more in two months. Or so like and, a shade of green, like a little right. like a crocus coming out of the snow. You just feel so good. I remember when I was a, cause I lived really close to Wrigley Field. Uh, actually like every, like I could hear almost every home run. Really? Uh, like the crack of the bat. I could hear it. Well, the, I could. I don't know if I heard the crack of the bat, but I always heard like <laughs> the cheers because I was so close. And there was a little. There, it was really cool. That that field's awesome. Number one, it is the only field I, from what I understand, the only field in baseball uh, right now that doesn't have its own parking lot. Oh, Everyone awesome. takes the train there, yeah. and and it's just full of. Bars, so really, people go to Wrigley Field to place. party. Yeah, it's 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 a party, and there's like a big like gate that right. they don't cover up. So like you you like if you didn't get tickets, you and homeless guys, everybody could just watch the game from this yeah. gate, and you could like be on the like looking right through. And I thought it was so cool that they didn't cover that up, and like yeah. people in the street could just watch it because it's like a reasonable place as opposed to like yeah, fucking parking is the worst. Parking like ruins everything. Right, parking is just the that's like the parking is the uh, the sort of subtle mark of the apocalypse. Right, it's just, you gotta have parking. Yeah, like it's like this thing where everything is surrounded by fields and fields of parking because you have to have parking. Yeah, you it's gotta weird. Have parking. It's weird to take down a forest for Ugh, a parking lot. Just so tired of driving. Just fucking done with it. Awful. But I can't. I can't be done with it though. It's no, sick. you can't be done with it. I am one not a very good driver. You're not. You're probably the only person ever to admit that because most people think they're great drivers. <laughs> you know, people think, oh, no, no, I'm a good driver. No, don't worry about it. I'm a good driver. I'm M- good at it. My first, I was 16 years old, get yeah. my driver's license. First time behind the wheel, driving around Brooklyn Park, Minnesota. Brooklyn Park. Uh, a bunch Shirley. of deer run out in front of me. I slam mm-hmm. on the brakes, get rear ended, and then a car weans past and kills a deer. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the first time. I'm like, I click the, the click the start up the rib the car and take a drive down uh, so Lad Parkway where I lived and right. <laughs> almost hit a deer got rear-ended and somebody killed a deer and I was like all right this sets a precedent in my life of driving I hit a deer on prom night I think <laughs> it was like four o'clock in the morning I was going to some <laughs> friend's party like after hours party right and I was in. Not so far outside of the city city center of Rochester. Oh. And this little thing runs across the street. Man, that's too small to be a deer. (laughs) I'm going 30 miles an hour on Broadway. And I hit this thing because it came out of nowhere. And it was a fawn. Oh, God. I didn't kill it, though. I didn't even hurt it. It, I hit it. It started tumbling. It tumbled like like 15 somersaults. Gets up. Sits around dazed for a second. (laughs) And just just runs away. Tough-ass deer. Car. Car. (laughs) The the grill dented a little bit. That's it. Right. Continued with the the yeah. prom. Who yeah, was your prom date? It was a girl. You don't remember her name? I do. I feel like you, you don't like to mention it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't Private place. So. <laughs> it's very yeah. very. Uh, I'll let you do the names. You got you got so many names in this episode. We're good with that. You know what I mean? 
That's right. Melissa was her name. That was her first name. I think <laughs> that was... I think that so was, many names. Actually, no, that can't be right because I was freshman year. I couldn't drive then. I don't know. I honestly don't know when this was. I think it might not have been a prom, but it was some some late night event. Sometime you were in a tuxedo. Sometime <laughs> I was in a tux. And I hit a goddamn deer. The deer didn't die. You know, the, you know those white-tailed deer are very, very, uh, they're super strong. If a deer breaks its leg and it won't heal, it'll chew its own fucking leg off. Oh, my God. It'll chew its own goddamn living leg off so it doesn't get... It doesn't have, a, have like a you know loping, hanging, broken. <laughs> we could call a deer the James Franco of the, the James animal Franco. world. <laughs> Hundred and twenty-seven. I never White saw tail. that movie. Neither have I. Uh, man, that's that's nuts. That's All right, I want to say this day. to you right here. You you claim not to be like super Minnesotan. Super Minnesotan. Yeah, but. You did play hockey for three years. I played hockey for three years. You did hit a deer. <laughs> I've hit five deer. Okay, you are Minnesotan. The best deer You I have think. to claim okay. it, though. There's nothing you can do about it. The best deer hit I ever had was... <laughs> this is the best deer hit. It's We're ridiculous. Uphill, steep uphill into a subdivision in Rochester, Minnesota, where my family now lives. We're going wow. about 25 miles an hour. Oh, God. With my friend Steve and his 19... Probably, probably 19... 95 Honda Accord. It would be great if you said 1901. 1901 Honda Accord. <laughs> and we're both stoned. Not that stoned, but stoned, right? Stoned we're enough. Stoned, we smoked weed that day. Oh, God. And we're driving up real slow in this, you know, little Honda. It's got a fishing grooving bumper sticker because we're into fish, he, or spe- specifically Steve. And this deer, like, arcs out of the bushes. A big adult female white tail. Arcing like you no know, deer jump, they can just jump like right. A deer, a white tailed deer can jump over a nine foot fence. Yeah, they really can. Easy, no problem. Nine feet, nine fucking feet. They can jump over that shit. So this deer just arcs out into the fucking road, like just like. And I, I have a very clear memory of it, like slow motion, and we're going not that fast, like twenty five miles an hour uphill, up a steep hill. So you can't go that fast, right? This deer's head impacts the windshield of the car on oh the passenger side God. in which I'm sitting. I have the passenger side window down about four or five inches. Right. The deer's head hits the windshield, shatters the windshield. Do you see the deer's face? Oh, I see its face. Like, it's all slow motion it's in a way. Motion. That's what I'm picturing. But it is slow motion. It's more like frames. Like, Jesus. And deer don't have... Deer are kind of known for not having a lot of expressions. You know, deer don't really... Yeah, the dead face. Yeah, they're just like, I'm alive, I'm alive, I'm alive, I'm alive. Then I'm dead. So this fucking deer's head, it hits the windshield, shatters the windshield, spider web right in front of my face, right? Oh, God. Just like... Oh, Oh, my God. And then it sort of tumbles off to the right of the car. Right. On my hand, and my right hand's on like the the part that you hold, the little armrest on the right right, side of the door. On my right thumb lands a speck of blood and a speck of mud. On my right Just hand. Just a speck. A speck. That's so <laughs> A speck. And then the deer tumbles off and we're fucking freaking out, right? We're like, we think we're going to get arrested and sent to jail. Right, <laughs> so we're right. Stone. We're in high school. <laughs> Here we be with my oh, nephew yeah. and the clink over we're like, a deer. Oh, we're going to get him fucking arrested. Get him. <laughs> and I was insistent upon Steve throwing away his cigarettes because he had cigarettes and a cassette tape. Yeah, because it's against oh, the law. It's against the law to have cigarettes. Did you force him to throw away the cassette tape as well? <laughs> no, just the, sorry, get that cassette it, out of here. It was the cassette, the cassette case. 
Who was the? Was it like cop was, killers or something? No, it was a clear, just clear plastic. You didn't want to have that around because I thought the, I thought these cigarettes would incriminate us for some reason. Well, but why thing, the cassette tape? I don't know. I just was like, I want all <laughs> contraband gone because we're clear. There's no contraband with the, the cassette tape. The police are going to come around. They're going to investigate us. So we drove up to my friend's house where we we're going. Right, all freaking out. Steve calls his parents and the insurance company. I'm talking to my friend at like a mile a minute, right? Instantly de-stoned because I'm so fucking... Oh, oh God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, this happened. This happened. And here's the weird part, right? So we, we calm down, realize we're not going to be arrested. Everything's fine. People hit deer all the goddamn time. We're driving back down, back down the street. It's probably about like half an hour later, right? This big 180-pound doe, I don't know how much, you know, big fucking doe. Is still sitting up, sitting there in the road, like in the road past it, just sitting there, like what the fuck? Like it's confused. Dead. It's not dead. It's definitely not dead at all. It's not visibly bloody at all. Super deer. Just sitting there, sitting there on on its uh, you know, laying in the not laying. You know how like a dog sits when you tell him to lay. Like yeah, he's he's, like he's out of it. Or yeah. was it she? She's she out of on, on her haunches. What and the I'm like, hell? This is so fucking weird because this deer is not. It's injured, obviously, because it hasn't run away. It's like brain has been scrambled or something, right? Well, God, you just hit the window. Yeah, I know. And I'm so I felt like so bad. I'm like, what do we do here? Because you can't, you can't just move a deer. So I get out of the car. Steve stops. I get out, and I go like shoo the deer away. Right. And the deer gets up. This has been a half an hour. No one has somehow. No one's come by. Someone's. No one's been like, ah, oh, that's weird. A deer sitting in the road, just sitting in the fucking road. I shoot the deer away. It kind of gets up. It's kind of teetering a bit, but then it runs away. I'm like, holy shit, man! That deer probably lived for another ten years. I guarantee it. I guarantee it. That fucking deer lived. Went on. To oh be my like, god. Or basically, we we created a new type of wasting syndrome probably at that moment. But L.A. doesn't have a lot of like roadkill, no. does it? It doesn't. What's weird is on the way here, I was coming from Universal City, and there's you're coming down from Universal City where it's like, this is a densely a densely populated area. Right. Or parking, you know, driving up there to pay thirty dollars for the nine to fifteen stories of tiered parking they have to go to the theme park, right? Right. To go to Universal City Walk. Tons yeah, of traffic. Yeah, yeah. They have a deer crossing sign there. Oh God! Like, there's no deer. There hasn't been a fucking deer there in a, in a million years. <laughs> like maybe like in the Christ, whatever period when the yeah you know, uh, some like period like a crustacean uh, Christ, you know period like a period of time back <laughs> when yeah yeah. I remember uh, one time uh, I think my friends and myself I don't know what was going on but we were driving from Madison Wisconsin to Chicago and oh. on the way from Madison to Chicago. We noticed a uh, like a like a dead animal on the side of the road, like just a random big dead. And my friend pulled over, and for some, I think we must have been a little high or something. Yeah, I remember us all circling around it, and then we all started crying. <laughs> what? I don't know. We were just like nuts, I guess. What kind of animal was it? It was like a rabbit or something. And we all were crying, and I think it, I, I just remember. Not seeing, like, because that yeah. would always remind me of that story if I see a road cab. Like, we were so weird, like, you were, you were emotional. Wow. We just all tearing up. We, yeah. we didn't want that animal to be dead. <laughs> we didn't hit it. What did you do? Did you pick it up? Nah, got out of there. Wow. Probably wrote, drove over it after this we is, cried. This is in Wisconsin, huh? Uh, yeah, middle. Probably near La Crosse, maybe? Yeah. Yeah, good old La Crosse. Wait, so you grew up in Brooklyn Park, right? Minnesota. And, um, 
you how long did you live there for? Um, well, I lived there all my like most of my Minnesota time. Right. I went to high school at a place called Park Center. It's kind of like Brooklyn Park's known as like kind of like more of a shitty town. Really? It's not very. That is where Surly's from, right? Yeah, yeah. That, and that, I think Surly's like their Surly yeah. and Jesse Ventura are their claim. Yeah, he was their uh, mayor or whatever. Listeners, if you don't know, Surly is probably the greatest, some of the greatest beer you can get in the planet. I think it's really good. Yeah, it's a brewery in uh, Brooklyn Park, Brooklyn Center, Brooklyn Park. Brooklyn, yeah, and it's very Brooklyn strange Park. that it's there because you, we're talking about like. A semi-projects that is really? like a suburb project, in a way. So do you go back a lot? You go back no. quite a bit? No. no. Never? I went back October. Before yeah. that, I hadn't been back for four years. Really? Why so long? I don't know. Well, do you get along with your parents? Um, I, my dad lives in Phoenix, and I'm, I'm kind of estranged with him. Yeah. It's, like a, it's like a love hate relationship i don't get along with him very well mm-hmm. um he'd be like the t- he was the kind of dad like he left when i was five years old and that would come every once in a while and like he'd put me in front of uh like he'd take me to a movie but like right. the movie would be like there'd be like never ending story et fifle american tale or whatever and All then we would go to pl- we go to platoon <laughs> And then yeah, he, would, you like this, right? Yeah, and then we would sit, and then during like the worst scenes, he would make me like watch the back of the seat. Oh, that sucks. And then, but and then until the movie was over, right. so I would just sit there. So he's like that kind of dad. So we're not very close. And who would be close to something like that? I'm close with my mom though; she's right. great. Um, my family's a little. Uh, I guess we we'd call them eccentric, or you know. Not not uh, very uh, even keeled human really? beings. How so? You have brothers and sisters. Yeah, my, <laughs> most people are uh, like convicts or like. Are you serious? Yeah, like <laughs> I come That's from crazy. the long line of uh, you don't want to fuck with the DeVrieses. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Really? What's like? Uh, give me a. Cuts oh, had a good story. Uh, a story? Well, uh, a story you want to tell? Well, I'm sure I I could. I, I mean, all of my friends were very afraid of my brother. <laughs> oh my God. Why come? Because, uh, it, or for most of the part, like my brother was very into drugs and like probably almost every kind. And, every kind. And uh, like the memories I have when I was a kid of him was not growing up with him was mostly just going to like rehab or like Jeez, places. Did you visit him. <laughs> yeah. Like I remember him making me like a teddy bear from rehab, and me, rehab me being like, yeah. made of like uh, socks and uh, <laughs> like like pop tabs. Or right, right, like right. But uh, most like every time I'd have a sleepover, like my brother for some reason would uh, be locked out of the house, and <laughs> he would go and be like, we would hear, boom, boom, because he was trying to get he like yeah. knock on the door, and then my mom would be like, get the fuck out of here, and then my. Brother would be like, you bet, you know, like there would be like a whole whole thing. And then uh, we were all afraid to get up because we didn't want my brother to be like, you let me in this fucking house or I'll kick your ass. So I remember like my teenage friends spending the night and like peeing their pants because they didn't, they were afraid to get up to go to bed, you know, like, I, you know, it's kind of, yeah, kind of shady, uh, upbringing definitely. And I also, I also grew up next to uh, a family of pimps. What? Was my neighbors a family of pimps? What are Our, family? Well, there was like a bunch of brothers who pimped out white girls that were my age, and I didn't know they were pimps until later on when when they were all raided and like they were on the news. Who's your neighbors, my next door neighbors. <laughs> um, 
Holy shit. Yeah, I mean, I had, like, a lot of, like, it was, like, and, and then I also, my mom kind of rent like, my mom rented rooms to, like, there was this alcoholic lawyer named Kermit. What the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> he, uh, oh. he he lived next door and he was like sex crazed, um, oh. and I always kind of uh, attribute him as the reason I wanted to do comedy because right. um, he was always so drunk and he was like he had all these like he was like an elderly man but had all these like Anthony. Um, this is Kermit the Kermit the lawyer. lawyer. <laughs> yeah, so and he he was he was in, in fact. Um, the positive male <laughs> figure in my life. Like wow. he would take, he would be so drunk off E and J brandy that he would fall over every single night, but uh, on the ground, and I'd, and I'd have to pick him up. But he, uh, well, how old are you when you're picking up Kermit? Um, this is fr- from six to seventeen, probably. Oh, wow. So I was raised with like this. Kermit was there for a long time. Yeah, I mean, he man, he was awful. Like he was an awful. It was not a good scene. And then, like, the mean? other room was, like, my mom also rented a room to a stripper. And then she did day, home daycare during the day. So, like, there was so much chaos around. People doubt Minnesota in terms of it being interesting or credible. But, I mean, oh, these are all uh, yeah. Yeah, true stories that uh, like, ha- I don't know how these thi- – like, I like uh, like I talked to a lot of my friends or – I should not be in Los Angeles talking to you right now. I should be like and, hitting some meth and like yeah, uh, listening be. to like Cypress Hill from nineteen like <laughs> Black Sunday album. <laughs> and like driving like a beat up Trans Am through Shakopee. Yeah, on your. I way should be like all, most of the people that are around have, and and I'm and that sounds kind of negative, but, but it's kind of true. It's like. Most people still hang out the same neighborhood bar and like fuck yeah. shit up and that's the thing about those areas is stuff doesn't change really, does it? It's no, really- it's weird when you go back. It, it it's really nice to see everybody and it's just like really because you know I have no like hard feelings towards anybody or right. like I don't. I feel like these are just stories. I don't want to like sound like I'm judging them or anything. These are just like you don't sound like that at all. Really yeah, don't. I feel like I really like really love these people and have love for and I found a way to do it. And I guess my mom was kind of a hippie and like. I just didn't. I just thought differently. I I just wanted something different. I think right. maybe con- like laughing made me well because different. You, maybe you weren't satisfied with uh, that lifestyle, right? Yeah, I think a lot of my life has a lot to do with um because I I joke a lot. Like this is this is I've been pretty serious as but I, talking to you today. But for the most part, I'm probably. <coughs> In everyday life, I probably joke about ninety five percent of the time. I, most of the time, is you're pretty much like a you're like a like a like a roving guy who is uh, I feel like you're like a character in real life. Right, right. <laughs> and I think it's just something that I had to develop when I was a kid because mm-hmm. there was so much shit going on. Right. And like it's just was who there- I became. And then I was like, I hated you know. And my mom always thought I should do comedy and wanted right. me to do, be a performer, That's and cool. I hated the idea of it. You did? Oh, I did. Well, how old were you when she was saying this? Like, you were like 12 um, or 13? 8th grade. But, eighth but grade. it was funny because it was like, they want, they would probably like watch like a Jim Carrey documentary yeah. and they're like, well, Anthony, he cracks jokes. You can get oh, him in yeah, there. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't know why I'm giving oh, he's out her Southern. Cracker. He's a cracking joker. But yeah, she was very supportive and still is. A, I, I mean, right. it's funny when you're like a comedian that's not, you know, I'm not like 
hitting the big the big leagues, but yet people are like, oh, that guy's doing all right for himself. <laughs> when you're the comedian in your family and you're yeah. doing all right for yourself, that's fucked up. That's it is <laughs> amongst them. I guess that yeah, it's true. You know. Well, so like, at what point did you sort of, when you were a kid, we were like, this is crazy. What, what the environment I'm in. What, what point were you like? Ah, oh, I think I don't want to be this. I don't want to. I don't want this to be my life. Um, I think the time that I, I didn't, well, I, I had a clear, like the Kermit thing was really clear because he was, it was weird because he was very drunk, um, every night and he smoked a lot and he was very, yeah. And he was always, he always yelled at me, Anthony, you fucking prick, get out of the room or getting up. And I think that, and this is kind of a, a creepy story. All right. So I'll tell you, I don't give a fuck. Um, one night, one day I came home and I came home from little league and my sweet grandmother was uh, sleeping on the, on the chair mm-hmm. and in the same room was uh Kermit, uh, on the phone with the phone sex operator masturbating. Oh my God. <laughs> he had it out. He, and I think that was the time where my brain froze. How old were you, you think? Little league. That's- 10. Oh geez. Uh, and, and that was one of the times that my Jeez. brain froze. Mm-hmm. And I became consistently joking, and like I had to like I had to like grasp that, that. That's and that, too big a deal. It's too much. Yeah, and I think that, and that was the time when I was like, I don't want to drink. I don't want to be a part of this. This is like an old woman, and he has no uh, no uh, thought to her, and uh, no thought about her being like waking up and being like, oh my gosh, like sh- the rest of my family, they're very normal. Besides, like in my immediate family, my mother's very normal. Um, in some ways, you know, like, I mean, she raised three, like she raised my nephew, she raised my brother and raised me. And, you know, I would say that all three of us have some kind of wildness about us (laughs) (laughs) and that's all right. Like I, you know, like, uh, but I I think that was the time where I was like, all right, I need to like not be a part of this. Yeah. You realize this is, that was a big thing. Yeah. Yeah, not good. Well, that that I'm glad that happened. I guess in a way. You know? <laughs> That's really it. Glad you saw Kermit doing a jail tools. Right. With some E and J on the phone sex while Grandma was sleeping. Otherwise, it wouldn't have. He, could have that moment of click. Yeah, he got so drunk a lot of the times that I could hide behind the couch in his room and and talk to him as my dog, and he thought my dog was really talking to him. Holy fucking <laughs> shit, Anthony! <laughs> Oh my god, it's so fucking funny! I can't even imagine seeing that. So, you would pretend. Oh so my dog, so I'd be, so oh he would god. be, because he would talk to the TV. So whatever is on the TV, he'd always watch news. Oh and whatever the the person was, right. like I'd see like Larry King, he'd be like, right. "Fuck you, Larry! You don't know anything." And right. he called himself Arthur when he got really drunk. His name was Kermit Arthur Gill. And he's like, "Arthur, that Larry's a piece of shit." And then my dog was Ico, and then I would hide behind the couch and I'd be like. You're right, <laughs> and he was like, "I go, baby, you talk," and then I'd be like, uh, "I love you," and he's like, "I love you, baby. Our secret's safe with me." And then he, oh and then uh, I would start laughing, and he's like, "Anthony, you fucking prick," you know. Holy shit, man! Yeah, uh, Ico. Is that having to do with the the Dixie Cup song? I, oh, I go, I nay. Yeah, that's why he was named. Really? Yeah. Good man. Good boy. Well, that's New Orleans shit right there, man. That's yeah, we like the song. <laughs> that was it. Wow. That's crazy. German that's short hair pointer. German short hair. Had to Good see, uh, deal with that old man peeing on the floor and all that shit. The guy who taught me 
how to bow hunt had a German short hair that I watched kill a rabbit. Oh, God. This they're guy, not supposed to do that. They're not supposed to. They're pointers. That's exactly. the name of, in the this name. Guy, this dog killed a rabbit. He was like, oh, I'm oh, so sorry about that. It's just, you know, she just got away. She got away. This guy was so weird, man. This guy was so into bow hunting. His, oh, this guy was such a weirdo. I can't believe he was hanging out there so much. He was so into bow hunting. Well, I think, it's, I, about. I think it's the things you, I don't know, were you ever, uh, like, I think for me personally, I was always drawn to, like, wild people. Yeah, because I still. Because I was, uh, you know, always around it, so I felt like they were just like, hey, man, like, what's your name? And I'm like, oh, I guess you're my new friend. Yeah. You're some weird guy in the street. Like, yeah. I guess I kind of felt the opposite because my... Where I grew up, everything was so fucking boring. Right. It's like I always liked rednecks because rednecks were like, ah, this guy's like all dirty and he's right. He's like doesn't give a shit about <laughs> being all clean and wearing a tie and he likes right. to and he'll curse and he'll tromp to the woods and try to try to track this deer he shot and hmm. you know he's got this big ass truck and he like well I mean the thing was this guy liked me because. We we had uh, seven acres of land that we lived on at the time. So oh, he loved that. He like as long as Johnny thought Eric was cool, then Johnny's parents would let Eric hunt on this land. Jeez, which is how great... old was Eric? Eric was probably like oh I don't know he must have been in his late twenties at least. And you were how old? It's like sixteen. Hanging out. Fifteen. <laughs> no, it was probably like, probably like fourteen. And he befriend you were fourteen. He well, was mid twenties, like came, some hunter guy. <laughs> he came to our. He pulled up one day with his buddy, right? Two other guys, and they were like, "Hey, we'd love to, we would love permission to hunt on this land here." And this was back when there was like a huge whitetail explosion in that part of Minnesota, right? Where you could bag like eight does a season if you're a bow hunter, because there were so many fucking deer. And he was. Yeah, and they so. My parents said, "Yeah, but I was like really into hunting, you know, because my dad is do you, super." Do you still hunt? I haven't hunted in forever. But I, w- I would go. I'm just never back in Minnesota when it's when it's hunting season. It's, it's such a big deal to go hunting. It's like a you gotta get a tag. To write a passage yeah, in Minnesota, it's a, a lot big of the way. deal. People don't get that. It's like the first day of the season the opener. There's no school. Yeah, it's you, weird you when when you don't have school, school because the opener. To kill yeah. an animal. It's right. so archaic. It is. But at the same time, it's also, I'd prefer to eat, if I'm going to eat meat, I'd prefer to eat it of... Something you killed. Something, yeah. Or someone I know hunted it and dressed right. it and stuff like that. You know? Yeah, people are, <laughs> people who are against it. Yeah. Um, but also people who go to McDonald's when they're drunk. And right. Like fucking cheese I, I'm definitely not against it. I, well, for me personally, I can't do it because... I I'm I don't like killing flies. I don't like killing right. animals or bugs or anything. So, like if I catch a fly, I'd rather catch a fly in a jar and let it go. Right. So like, like I've helped bait because I feel like I've helped bait like bears and stuff, but I could never Bear be bait. where In Minnesota. Yeah. Where like up north? Mm-hmm. Up north. My dad used to. That was <laughs> my dad hunter? would either. My dad would either take me to platoon Christ, or man. have me go bear. Uh, Bait bears, so and bear that's about it. A big deal. Bear hunting is like hunting deer is not a big deal. Right. Not in Minnesota. Everybody right. hunts deer. Right. They're everywhere. Right. Right. But right. Hunting bear. That's like you're way up north there. He caught a he, the, he got a third place uh, bear God in Minnesota. Record How do they books. judge him? Is it the weight only? Weight and size. Black bear. Black bear. God damn! Must be a couple hundred pounds, right? Yeah. Holy shit! And I wasn't there. I was, uh, and that's, and right. I didn't like my dad for that as well. Yeah. I understand uh, anything, that. I was like, you suck. Yeah. You kill animals. You know, anything I could. Yeah, that makes sense. Though. I want you here for real. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
That's how it works. We have we've broached so many subjects. This is like just a part one. I feel like that's right. This is a part one. How should we close it off? Let's close. Let's let's uh, tie it off. God, I know you've got a great story that would tie it off, Anthony. How do you? Now you want to tie it off? Uh, tie it off. You know, like uh, you just want me to like say, oh, here. Thanks for listening. There's a couple of Minnesotans uh, <laughs> shooting the shit. I, I, I feel like we should be in rocking chairs, just telling yeah, stories of the past. Chairs, like drinking some shell. Um, fr- from <laughs> ghost, from ghost to neighbors of pimps. <laughs> <laughs> ghost to neighbors of pimps. Um, yeah, we did tie in a lot of stories. How, uh, like, how long have we been talking? That's long. Who cares? No, yeah, you're right. Probably like uh, probably about an hour and a half. Or that's something. not. Yeah. That's so weird. How many stories we got in an hour and a half? But have you got like a I've got like a short story you think that would be a good one to um because I know you've got a thousand stories I could make a short story short and sum up or I could because you mentioned that Carl guy what were we talking about before after during the break we we're like oh we should talk about this and I don't think we got oh you wanted to you because I'm I'm good friends uh with Dave Foley from yeah, the kids in the this hall is a good story okay all right he asked me well, Johnny we, asked me how, preface this is yeah that, Anthony, you seem to just meet people and befriend people in a way like no one I've ever met. It's like all of a sudden, <laughs> like if you met, like let's say you just ran into Shaquille O'Neal, he'd be like, oh, well, Shaq's my buddy now. Yeah, right. That's how it would work. Right. Like I don't have that happen. I've met a lot of people, but they didn't instantly become my buddy. But you met <laughs> Dave Foley of Kids in the Hall of Fame. Well, well. Right. So tell the story. Tell uh, the story. Well, Dave – uh, I worked downtown and lived downtown and, uh, downtown the way, LA. the way I met him is he had just recently gone through a divorce mm-hmm. and I had just moved to Los Angeles and we we're both like down on kind of down on the dumps and we we're like sitting at bar 107 and, and that's kind of a, kind of a dive bar. It's a dive bar yeah. in downtown Los Angeles. I used to DJ there. Yeah. It's a great yeah. bar. Yeah. I great love it. Great bar. Also has an interesting smell sometimes. Yeah. 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 Right. It's, it's, it's one of my, I feel like. It's weird. I always feel at home there. I love it. I went there That's last good. night. Um, but I was talking to Dave and like I was like definitely a fan of his. Um, and we were just kind of shooting the shit and we were buying each other drinks. And then uh, that was like December 22nd or 23rd or something. And Dave was like, man, we're both kind of really sad. We And he was like, want what are you doing for Christmas? <laughs> and I was like, I just moved. I don't really have any Christmas plans. Yeah. He's like, let's make a Christmas happen. That's so funny. And so we made a Christmas happen. We had like steaks. We went to movies. And uh, then he became one of my best friends after that's that. That's awesome. Yeah. So that's, he's a great guy too. I yeah. yeah he, he's a good friend. Downtown. And, um, he has a great dog, a great German Shepherd dog. Oliver. Pretty I, dog. Yeah. Oof. So, uh, I, uh, pretty dull. I, uh, sometimes watch Oliver. Yeah. So that's how I became friends with him. Yeah. Really? Like it wasn't like via like a comedy show. I think it was just like two guys that were really sad. But this is a standard DeVries story. This is sort of just like weird, uh, fateful actions in motion. Yeah. It was a, and there was only two guys in the bar. It could yeah. be like a comic book, like yeah. two sad guys <laughs> in the st- bar ones, that uh, have very talented, uh, super awesome, uh, famous comedian. And the one, the other guys like, a sad doggy. No, I'm just kidding. I was, so we had a good time. We had a nice, and that's how we ended up. Dave uh, Foley. Yeah, that's how I met him. Outstanding. <laughs> Anthony DeVries, any parting thoughts? Uh, you don't have to have any. I don't. I don't think I have any. Yeah. What is? What? Is, I mean, I think a parting oh. thought 
has to be thought beforehand, right? Or? I guess so. This is one of those things that I think if I was in your place, I'd be like, fuck this. What do you mean? Parting thoughts. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just. How about this? Parting thoughts. If there's anybody out there that has grown up in trials and tribulations. Right. Amongst meth and prison. Meth and prison. And Prince. And Prince. And Foley. And Foley. Call me because we have a similar story. <laughs> Give Anthony a call. 826-675-4439. That's 866-874-54329. That's, what is it again? I forgot. Uh, the 429 part. What is part. it again? 866 Thank you. Say bye. Got nothing to say to these people. Oh, goodbye, everyone. Is there an instrument here? Do you have an instrument? Um, there it goes. Hey, what's for dinner? Thank it's okay. Music still exists, number one. And two, coming soon there'll be a 100% dedicated music episode which will have as much music as three normal episodes. So deal with that and wait. And please visit feralaudio.com and make an Amazon purchase through our portal and support Feral Audio by donating and listening and being out there in the world with a t-shirt on. Okay, thanks for listening to Testing the, Testing the Winds. Bye. security agency to assess and flag citizens of the country who may present a threat to its security. The NSA has clearance to wiretap by any means necessary. Tapped. Incidental recordings of private conversations from the files of the NSA. Now on feralaudio.com.